With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, what's going on? We got a shakeup Saturday again. Rob Parker, Bama goes down, Miami goes down. How you liking today? How it's unfolding? You like the chaos? Nothing's wrong with chaos. It, it's what makes us care about sports. That's always been my biggest argument with college football and why I kind of grown tired of it. Because it's always the same schools. So I, I, I applaud and welcome anything different from the status quo. So I'm one of those guys. You know, I want to get to... You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I want to circle back to this kind of getting tired of college football, though, Rob Parker. Are you kind of tired of it? I just mean the same schools when it's the same. You know, that's all I'm saying. Gotcha. I understand. It's it's the NBA. You know what I mean? Four years in a row and have the same two teams in the NBA final. Is that that really okay? You want to make the regular season meaningless and wait for LeBron and for... Uh, the Warriors and 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 we all know before they play a single game, those two will be there. I don't think I just as a sports guy, as a guy who loves sports, it's mm-hmm. the upsets that make it, uh, that that make it fun that you yeah. don't know. I, I don't think I don't. I, it doesn't mean that I don't like dynasties or if a really, if a team is really good and has a run for three or four years. I respect that. Don't get me wrong. I do respect a dynasty. But I well, think I'll that say this. Idea, yeah. yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, sorry, Rob, I wasn't trying to cut you off. I wanted to mesh your idea with the ideas of the previous show because I could be wrong, but I swear it was Sally Struthers sitting in for both Mark Willard and uh, my guy Chris Broussard. Is that right? Was that Sally yeah. Struthers here? Yeah. Because I- it turns into a telethon of, let's save the poor, unfortunate UCF Knights who haven't played Anybody! Anybody! We want to get him into the Final Four. Get out of my face with that! Play now, now, someone. Now I'm with you on that. We. It's funny. We talked about it yesterday when I filled in for uh, JT to Brick with uh, Andy Furman, uh-huh. and we had a reporter from down there, and I thought he was going to give us a Homer Fest about, you know, uh, that they deserve this and whatnot. And I said to him, I said, I, just give me the biggest wins, and tell me that, that, that they're better than one of the other four te- schools in the top four. And he said, I can't honestly say that. And I said, there yeah. you go. As, as long as you're not going to give me a homer thing, and if they're not better than the other four, then I don't want them. If they are, and they have played a schedule on par with the big boys, you know, and beat some big schools, I'm all with that. I'm not right. about just putting anybody in just because – they're uh, twelve and zero or eleven and zero, and they haven't played anybody. I'm not. I'm, right. I'm not with that. Yeah, and I, I circle back to your original thought, which is you're tired of seeing the same teams there at the end. That's just your personal feeling. Yeah. I'm sure other people feel the same way. So if you think about Sally Struthers, aka Willard and Broussard, who are trying to get UCF in there and they're trying to expand the field, I would assume you might be up for that. Rob, where you might get a UCF, you might get that underdog nah, who's in there if no. it's a best of eight. If, you don't feel that same way? No, if if they have played a comparable schedule and beat somebody, right. then I'm with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like if if a school had a really had a decent schedule, pulled off a major upset of somebody, and they just don't want them in because they don't travel well or you know what I mean, or something like that, I'd be against that. But yeah. if you tell me that they're scheduled, they just haven't played anybody, and and it's oh, not dude. really, then, then I'm not. I saw yeah. their schedule when we went down it yesterday. It's and, a joke. And, and I was just like, okay, <laughs> no wonder they're 11-0. Oh, gosh. It's just bad, man. It's one of these. Look, if Alabama played the schedule of UCF, all we would be doing is making fun of them. We'd be saying how they haven't played anybody, and that's all that we'd be fixated on. But UCF, they're this—they're the underdog, right? They're the team from this hack conference who plays this hack schedule, and we want to make them out to be world beaters as if they've played anybody, no. and they haven't. Right, it's I'm a w- joke. I'm with you on that. And the other big news today in college football, other than Shake Up Saturday, is that when you're calling the Shake Up Saturday? A little Shake Up at the top. We got okay. number one, number two going down, sure. But also that the uh, greatest rivalry in sports, as people try to proclaim it, or one of, there's no rivalry. The Ohio State no, Michigan no. is done. Oh, that, oh okay. That, I that, thought you're going. So I thought you're going to the Iron Bowl. No, no, me. no. Yeah. Come, uh, are you with me on this? Ohio State's won 13 out of 14. That's not a rivalry. <laughs> you have to mix in a couple of wins for it to be a rivalry. They went yeah. and got and paid the big bucks to get Jim Harbaugh. And you know what Urban Meyer's done in those three years? He's destroyed them. Yeah, Stop. Urban Meyer is now, he's improved to what, 6-0 and now? And 
Jim Harbaugh has gone down to zero and three. Yeah, I mean, and I thought of you, Rob Parker. I knew I was seeing these stats at the end of the game because Ohio State was just running it out, basically. Right, and it's they've Michigan has lost six straight to Ohio State, and just if you you've said Michigan has lost thirteen of fourteen. So the first thing I thought of, I was like, all right, I know Rob is going to be waiting to pounce on Jim Harbaugh. Well, you know the, it because he. I know, I know, you're ready. Only yeah. because he's they pay him like he's won sure. something. That's yeah. my biggest issue. It's it's I a I get it. He played there. He had a lot of success, even though not the ultimate success in the NFL. Comes back to your alma mater, and I don't know. Three years later, uh, he just hasn't done. And there's no enthusiasm uh, there because they're they're a four loss team. I got it. I got it. They they had a quarterback injury, right, and stuff. And they don't have all their guys, but I, I don't think people signed up for this at Michigan. I really don't. Yeah. Well, no. And it's and they one lost of the to things Michigan that you point State to. this year, right? Right. You, well, yeah. And you point to the money that Jim Harbaugh is making. You and I, we differ on this, but I see where you're coming from. You don't want him to be paid like he's one of the top, top guys when the results haven't been there. That, that's I, all I understand that's where you're coming from. That's all I'm saying. And yeah. I, not that I'm against guys getting paid, that's not the issue. It's reward people who have won. That that's all. Not well, all. Not he has anti- won. No, 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 yeah. no. Not at Michigan. He just hadn't won at Michigan. Okay, but, the, but they but made he had him won the highest paid college coach. How was he? How, at one, I know he's not anymore. But at one point, he was the highest paid college coach. Well, and that's the thing. Where if you look at the the most recent hire of the day, Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly has had enormous success in college football. And he makes a legitimate contract. He's getting five years, just under $24 million. And that's keeping him outside the top 10 coaches in college football, the top 10 highest paid coaches. And you think about what he had done. He was 46-7 and seven at Oregon. But he you know finished in the top four for three straight years. He's had a lot of success. He just didn't have as much momentum going in as Jim Harbaugh a- did. Absolutely. And, and in the case of Kelly, because he – he bombed out in the NFL. Is his brand isn't as uh, perky and and shiny as it was. So he needs to reestablish himself. You know what I mean. So that's why he's mm-hmm. going to get not really what he deserves, but he's got to earn a little bit more and make something happen at UCLA. And that second contract will be even bigger. Yeah. It will. There's no doubt. It's Brian, though, and Rob Parker. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I know people are going to want to chime in. 877-99 on Fox on the college football playoff. I think I'll give you the, the brief little synopsis here. Rob Parker is... I think it's freak out mode today where it's like, oh my gosh, we got all these teams and how are we going to whittle it down to four? Settle down, okay? You think about next week, it's going to tell us a lot. You can't have both Auburn and Georgia get in, so one of those teams is most likely going to be in, right? You can't have both Miami and Clemson. They play in the ACC title game, so one of those teams is going to get in. Right, right. So we're whittling it down. Right. Yeah, we're whittling it down. You might have a knockdown drag out for one final spot. It, it, it might come down to, you know, if Oklahoma beats TCU, they're going to be in. So it might and, come and down to Alabama want, versus Ohio State potentially. It could. I'm, could not, come lo- down to I'm that. not looking for expanding it either to eight. 
There's all, yeah. no, I don't care. You can make it 16, and there will be some schools that will feel like they got cheated and they're not in. So I don't think that that solves anything unless you want to do a round of 64 uh, 64 teams, and maybe maybe yeah. everybody will be in and you won't have any arguments. But you know what I'm saying. There's always yeah. going to be somebody on the outside looking in that felt that they got cheated. So I'm good with four, better than the old thing. I don't need eight or ten to feel good about it. I'm good yeah. with four as a playoff. I'm good with it too. And that's the thing, man. That's what's different about college football that I absolutely love is the regular season means the most because you don't have that many postseason teams. That's why the regular season is so is such quality. And everybody wants to just dump on it and be like, oh, now we want more teams in the plant. Don't you understand the ripple effect where the regular season is going to be watered down a little bit more? Not to the point where these games don't mean anything, Rob, but they mean less. And I want the regular season games to still mean a lot. Mean- I would rather I would rather have one team left out with a deserving resume or a really good resume and see a better regular season product instead of well, we want to prop up UCF. You want to reward them for playing a terrible schedule just because you want to see them play one of the big boys? I want to see them play somebody in the regular season instead of awarding them for doing basically nothing. And I'll I'll give you just you want to look at a regular season that doesn't matter. Just take a look at the NBA regular season. That's where we are. Right. I mean it it just doesn't have. The same thing. Even even the Cavaliers last year, when they took their foot off the gas and basically said they'll take the second uh, second seed, right? Because it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. When when, it, when a team doesn't have to win uh, the number one seed because they know that they can still you know do what they need to do even without it, that tells you all you need to know. Yeah, absolutely, it does. And I. Uh... It bothers me. You know how I feel about Wisconsin playing their terrible schedule. I hope Ohio State beats them by 19 touchdowns next week. And I have the same feeling about UCF. I just, I have an issue. It's Your conference schedule is your conference schedule. You can't do anything about that. I understand it. But you can schedule up in the non-conference. So if you're UCF and you're scheduling these cream puff teams, I got no love for your resume. It doesn't mean I'm holding it. Anything against you specifically, but your resume and your schedule, I have no time for it. None. I'm not going to turn into Sally Struthers tonight, Rob Parker. And I'm, I'm, and I'm not going to be. Please save. And, let's donate to save the poor UCF Knights. And, no. And I'm not going to be Meathead either uh, if we do that role. If she does uh, Gloria. What's that? What's she doing now? Gloria. She was Gloria on All in the Family, Sally Struggle. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm there sorry. You go. Meathead was her husband. That was the other guy. Sorry about that. You love the sitcoms, <laughs> don't you? I'm a sitcom fan. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just. I, I what am. are your current sitcoms? Uh, you know what? The last sitcom I watched, I'm embarrassed to say. You ready? Uh huh. The last one I watched on a regular basis, sat down and watched was Seinfeld, and that's been off the air for 20 wow, years. Oh, man, it's really? been a I'm while. I'm not even kidding you. When did that go off the air? Like 80 years Nin- ago. 99, I think. Did it? Yeah, 99. So I haven't watched, but you got to remember, part of it, and I'm not making excuses, part of it, I had a radio show from 7 to 11 for almost 10 years in Detroit. So there's your, do you know what I mean? There's your prime time. I, I wasn't yeah. watching primetime TV for those 10 years. Well, they didn't have a TV in the studio? No, we didn't watch TV during the show. No you TV. were locked in, huh? We were locked in. All, we, you know what I mean? We might have uh, scores or our producer had a, so he could watch what's going on, but we really didn't. It was one you thing that we You couldn't have audio. No. Yeah. 
So you didn't watch. <laughs> you couldn't have one headphone in one ear and then just have the sitcom blasting uh, no. in the background. And you know I why gotcha. I think I'm so partial to sitcoms too? I, I always wanted to write. I wrote one, but I always I think I always my other dream of other than being a sports writer is to be a sitcom writer. Okay. And I wrote a sitcom. Well, which I think is hilarious. I'm still trying to shop, so remember that. <laughs> okay, hey, man, I like that. Just remember the small people if that ever comes hey. to fruition. Okay, it's called Robin Brian. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Gavin. Gavin's got to have a part. You know, Papa Bear is good Papa for Bear. something. Yeah, Papa Bear is good for some sort of. Maybe he'd be like a stunt devil. You or know, something. stunt double, no, something I, like that. I yeah. find the spy uh, tape uh, tapes, you know, and I discovered that the Patriots are cheaters. That's how. It, oh, there it is. Yeah, that it is. that would be. Oh, it. you know what? You know what? I'm glad that he went there, Rob, because I have a special treat tonight for our guy Papa Bear and everybody else that has a similar mind frame, like a mindset as Papa Bear. A special treat for all the Patriot haters. We'll do that next from the Geico Studios. It's Brian No and Rob Parker. Right here with you on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Rob Parker here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. When this theme song hit, were you just kind of giddy about this, Rob? Yeah, you know, I just love the show. Of course, being yeah. from New York as well, I thought it was very well-written, funny, Um and I loved it. And it does take me back to when I was married. My wife and I, at the time, we both watched that show. That was like our chance to sit down every week. You know what I mean? Like, this is before people don't watch shows like that anymore. We look forward to Thursday night at 9. You know what I mean? And to spend time together and to watch yeah. the show. It was good. It I was wonder good. what year that changed with DVR and... You didn't have to put everything aside for the exact time the show was on. You right. Know, what year did that finally start Probably happening? in 2000, right? Or 2000, in, in the early 2000s, I think it all changed. And people just, they start, they don't they don't have to watch it. And people just decided, I'll watch it when I want to watch it. Yeah. We have a special treat for Papa Bear, the Raiders fan and the Patriots hater. We're going to get to that in a couple of minutes. But when people check in, we want to get right to them, Rob. We're very hospitable. Absolutely. We don't like keeping them wait very much. Let's do that. So we're talking about yeah, the college football playoff. What's going to happen? Who should be in? Who should be out? Everybody's freaking out as if nothing's going to be sorted out next week. But we want to hear from you. So Mike is over in Seattle, wants to jump on. Go ahead, Mike. You're on Fox Sports Radio. Hey there. Thanks for taking my call. And, uh, I just have a thought that uh with all the chaos it makes it easier it should just be four conference champions and if you didn't uh win your conference then you have no claim to the final four so what if you're a a three or four loss conference champion you won your conference and that's what the um the playoff was set up to do was to have each conference have their champions. No, no but but what? No, but wait a minute. Yeah, and and what if the team that lost in the championship game that was their only loss or something? You know what I mean? Where where mm-hmm. they they should be penalized and they shouldn't go in, they shouldn't go in because they lost one game, and that was to the champ to a champion of the conference. So I I, I don't buy the. I, I'm with you, Brian. If if a if a conference champion had lost two or three games and the other teams didn't, why should they leapfrog and just because they won the conference? 
Right. Yeah. We appreciate the call, but yeah, I don't I don't agree with that at all. Um you might have a better resume without being a conference champion than somebody else who is. And what if you don't belong to a conference? What if you don't belong Notre Dame to a right. conference? Notre Dame. If Notre Dame So Notre Dame should never play in a national championship game. Right, which is right? crazy. Let's just say, let's suspend reality for a second and say Notre Dame actually showed up against Miami, you know? And they won that, well, that game. Never you tell me but... Notre Dame can't be in the, the college football playoffs? Exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. It's Michigan. And last enough. year, we had the knockdown dragout last year with Ohio State versus Penn State. And Penn State won the conference championship as a two-loss team, but Ohio State got in and... <laughs> That's going to be referenced quite a bit if Ohio State ends up winning the Big Ten as a two-loss team and somehow sneaks into the playoff this year. But but That's Ohio State is no doubt about it. But you know we talk about it all the time. There's certain schools and programs and fan bases that that get the nod if they're available yeah. and they're you know what I mean if they if they have if it's doable and they can get them in they're always going to get them in. That's just how yeah. it is. There's a lot of politics, unfortunately. But if I it, wish it, it wasn't like it that. wasn't like if they're letting them in and they have three or four losses, you know, right, they're not going right, to get. Right. But if it's close, yeah, and it's between taking Ohio State with two losses and I know it, yeah. FS, what is that school? Uh, uh, UCF. UCF. Sorry, UCF with one loss, <laughs> you know, with no schedule. I, yeah. I think you're taking Ohio State. Yeah, we got Jeff. He's in Orange County. What's going on, Jeff? You're on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, fellas. So I, I believe that, and I'm really passionate about this, and I don't know why, but the, uh, the whole system is flawed. Uh, the, post, you know, the preseason rankings, it's all based on potential. Don't give me a ranking until at least week three. That way you know That's what the college football playoff does. The college football playoff committee doesn't pay attention to the rankings. It doesn't mean anything to them. Okay, did not know that. That's good. But uh, you have to have at least – at least eight teams, because you're going to get the top ten, right? And I know you guys say it's watered down, but you're at least going to get, the, except for two, the top ten teams. So you could have these uh, Central Florida's, you could have these other guys come in. The last caller, you know, you can't have just four teams, because who's saying which, which uh, conference is better than we know SEC? And I'm, I guarantee you, Alabama is going to stay in the top four. I guarantee you, because they're the – and I can't stand them, but they're going to be the one of the top one defeated team, you know, teams out there. Well, if they if, if they if win the, if they win the conference, why wouldn't you want them? Well, they well, can't I, they can't win the conference. They're, oh, I thought they. Oh, yeah. no, they, 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 that was okay. I thought that they uh, play. Who do they play next week? So I thought they they don't. They're out. Oh, they're Auburn done. Okay, Auburn. Yeah, okay, they're I, done. So they're done, and they have how many losses? That was just one. Just the one today. That was it. Yeah, so they probably are going to need help. Um, and to Jeff's, what Jeff's arguing is like I can't listen to an argument saying you can't have just four teams. Like it's patently patently unfair, and it's got to be expanded or else there's just no way it could possibly work. I disagree with that. You could sell. I'm not going to go kicking and screaming into the night if it's expanded to eight teams. I, I don't want it like that, Rob. I think it's better with four teams. I don't think that some chaos and some disagreements are bad for college football. I think that's good. I don't think it's turned people off to the point that they're not watching anymore. I think there's a lot of good with the way the system is right now. I don't know why people always rail against it as if it's completely broken. It isn't. I, I, I just don't think it's broken. I just think you'll never satisfy, and if you do eight, 
People yeah. say, oh, but wait a minute, the school that was ninth and 10th, they deserve to be in there. Let's, let's expand it to 10. Let's yeah. just make it 12. Yeah. NBA, yeah, NBA has 16 teams in the playoffs out of 30. <laughs> I, personally and you, to, I personally want it to be like the uh, NCAA tournament, a 64-man team. You li- you're like Mike Leach. I you're want, like Mike Leach on this show. Let everybody in. Everybody. (laughs) That's what Washington State head coach Mike Leach wants exactly. I was texted by um, Mark Willard slash Sally Struthers because he channeled his inner Sally Struthers. And let's get the poor, unfortunate UCF Knights into this playoff. He texted and said, or she, I'm not sure, Uh never said UCF in Final Four. They should have a shot in a eight format or 16. Okay, that's my whole thing. I am not willing to expand the format because UCF rattles off some wins against a bunch of unranked teams. I'm not trying to change the format for them. Play somebody, schedule up, and you can get into the top four. Why why we got to shift stuff around for UCF? Play somebody and we'll talk, you know? If they had a great resume, Rob, and they were on the outside looking in at the top four, then I would talk about That's totally different, absolutely. Totally different. Totally different. Yeah. But where they stand right now, no. That doesn't even enter in my mindset. All right, uh, we got to get to Papa Bear and uh, his decrepit Raiders just getting smacked around by the Patriots. That might have been. Easy there. Watch your mouth. Yeah. That was one of the darkest days probably in Papa Bear's life, uh, Rob, because you know how much he detests the Patriots. He despises them. The Raiders didn't even show up. What was was that all (laughs) about? Just roll up on the Raiders. So we'll have some fun at, at uh, Papa Bear's expense coming up. But uh, from the Geico Studios, we'd like to welcome in Mr. Steve DeSager Good to spin evening, us around. Couldn't have, been, couldn't have been darker than the uh, so-called playoff game against the Patriots that gets brought up now and again with the tuck rule. I you mean the one that Brady? That's what helped Brady become the loat, the luckiest of all time, Steve, when they gave the ball back Steve, to him. I will come in that studio right now. Uh oh! <laughs> just saying. If hey, you're Steve, lock the door. Days, I, I would say that that still ranks as the darkest day. And for is, people, Papa, is Papa going to do his Papinga impression? I'm just asking. Uh oh! What's going on over there? Is that going to need explanation for Brady no, on the weekend? Okay, maybe no. I don't know. Moving maybe. on. As- I heard he was going to like take Gascon and just kind of like. Put him over his leg and kind of smack him around a little bit. That's what I heard. I don't Treat know. him like a Chicago Bear. As yeah. for the Central Florida discussion, for those who are unaware, Central Florida did pound Memphis this year and will rematch against a ranked Memphis team next weekend in the conference final. As far as non-conference, UCF was due to face Georgia Tech in mid-September, and that was canceled with the hurricane. They did play and won easily at Maryland, and they will play next year non-conference North Carolina, Pitt, and Florida Atlantic, which is actually good with Lane Kiffin this year by mid-major standards. The next year it's going to be Stanford in a couple years. Stanford against UCF as well as Pitt and Florida Atlantic for their non-conference. Just FYI. In progress, yeah. college football. Are you, are you sticking up for the Knights? Is that what's going on here? I'm saying it's not that they scheduled no one. It's just unfortunate they didn't schedule harder. So you think Florida they, International is somebody or Maryland is somebody? I didn't mention about Florida Austin International, P? did I? <laughs> I'm saying about, they're Austin playing P like schools. Just, when you're playing but, Pittsburgh, for example, uh-huh. that's the next couple of years, you are attempting to schedule teams. It's unfortunate for them mm-hmm. they are not scheduling harder. 
And that might okay. be, right. might be something about the opponents, stance. by the way. Yeah. I'm saying it is inaccurate to say they didn't schedule anyone. They didn't. They played Florida International, Maryland, and Austin P okay. outside of their conference schedule. If you schedule Maryland five, ten years ago, and often these are made up five, ten years ago, how do you know? It's like the Stanford game in a couple Did years. Did you expect Austin P to be world beaters okay. this year, Steve? You're not listening to me. I'm dealing with major conference opponents, North Carolina, uh-huh. Pitt, Stanford, and Maryland, and Georgia Tech, which until that's the better, hurricane. But that's not what they're playing right now. Actually, that's exactly who they're playing. No, they're not. That was on their schedule this year, Maryland and Georgia right, Tech. Georgia Next Tech year, got canceled. North Carolina and Pitt, and then after that, Stanford and Pitt. Okay, I don't see Stanford on the schedule right now. I don't see Pitt on the schedule right now. I see FIU, Maryland, and Austin P. That's what I see this year. All right, can we get on with the update, you guys? With Thank this? you. All right, Dealing with facts here. Number three, Clemson is leading 7 nothing at rival South Carolina, which is ranked 24th that game in the second quarter. Second quarter, number 18, LSU up 13 nothing over Texas A&M. Notre Dame at Stanford, scoreless mid-first quarter. And on Fox TV, number 17, Washington leads 7 nothing against 13th-ranked Washington State. The Cougars can actually go to the conference final with a win tonight. It would make them 10-2 and overall. With True Card, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Number one, Alabama lost at sixth-ranked Auburn, 26-14. Running back Kerryon Johnson left this victory with a shoulder injury. He did have 30 carries. 104 yards, one touchdown run, one touchdown pass. Oklahoma and Wisconsin with wins. Georgia and Ohio State as well. The Buckeyes ranked ninth, won at Michigan 31-20. to Ohio State quarterback JT Barrett left in the third quarter with a knee injury. He hurt it pregame, according to his coach. Easy road wins for Penn State and Michigan State. Victories for Memphis, Oklahoma State, Northwestern, and Fresno State, which beat number 23 Boise State 28-17. But these two are rematching again in the conference final next week. Last ad, to support your coaching salaries discussion, yes, the top two paid coaches in college football this year, according to USA Today, are the coaches at Alabama and Clemson, of course. Jim Harbaugh, number three in the country at about $7 million a year. What doesn't get talked about is also in the top five, Rich Rodriguez of Arizona, ladies and gentlemen. Now, according to AP, uh, SI rather, it's $2.2 million per season, but... At Arizona, the football coach and the basketball coach and the AD, because of a booster, all get limited partnerships aside from the athletic department income. And if they stick around for eight years, they can cash in on these options, millions each at Arizona. Unbelievable. And the only thing with Jim Harbaugh being third compared to the top two, what does he not have that they have? They've won championships. Well, that's true. That's all. Yeah. Right, but he, he got to a Super Bowl. No, know, but he didn't win. Took Stanford, I don't want to hear about it. He didn't win. They didn't win. Uh, Look at where Stanford the, is right now. All the window dressing. Still be nowhere. That's fine, but but he didn't win. It's I always tell you, short menu sports wins losses. That's all. There's nothing else. This is like, this is probably your biggest pet peeve in the sports world, Rob. Is how much Jim Harbaugh makes at Michigan. Is there anything above that on your list? No, it's just one of those things that just <laughs> drive me crazy. That's all. I mean, that's fine. Did I ruin Steve DeSager's update? No. Rem- no? Ste- no, okay. it's all good. Steve is a pro. He just worked through it. You were He's annoying, like- but he worked through it. Steve would never tell you, but I'm I just telling you. I was annoying, but he just worked through it. He worked it. through it. Like- He's a pro. 
They just, you know what? I just, I don't know. Scott Shapiro just slipped a new contract under uh, Steve Desager's door after that. Is that what happened? Oh, he yes. Was mad, that what man. happened? He was- Cussing you out. He just he got a new three-year really? contract yeah. from working through that. Yeah. He was grabbing his crotch like Baker Mayfield. Oh, man. <laughs> Steve DeSager. Contract? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I understand what you're saying. It's Brian, though, and Rob Parker. We're coming to you live from you don't the Geico have a Fox Sports Radio oh, Studios. No, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, Rob. This is my favorite part of the show where we have fun at Papa Bear's expense. We know that he loves his Raiders and he hates the Patriots even more. And so it was the two worlds colliding last week in Mexico City when the Patriots just blew the doors off the Raiders. And so here's what I wanted to do. I compiled a couple of cuts from the Raiders radio network and I thought, you and I, Rob, along with the help of Papa Bear, we could rate which one of these cuts is the best. Which stands out among the elite cuts that we have compiled here today? Uh-oh. Papa no, Bear's right? going to throw up in his mouth, I think. We have to go to a yeah. break. We have to go to a yeah. break. No, we so got time. We go. Let's see. How much we, we got We got time? a little bit of time. Here's, here's selection <laughs> number one, Rob. What do you think of this? Throws caught by Seth Roberts. First and goal to go. He fumbled the oh, ball. Oh. He had the ball knocked out. And New England's got it. I just, the little note, Tom Flory's in the background going, oh, oh, no. oh, that's, I love that. That's a nice little touch. Tom Flory never gets my... enough credit. I don't know why. Why does he not get Two credit? Two Super Bowl rings, man. Two rings. Yeah, he should get more Am I right? He's he always not talked about in the, with the best coaches. No, he gets bypassed for sure. Here's selection number two, Rob. Brady looks left. Brady pressured, steps up, throws, caught, touchdown. Danny Amendola in the back of the end zone. I just love, like, the dejection in his voice. You know, like, a touchdown, here we go again. Freaking Patriots. Right. I love that. And here's cut number three. Brady up the right sideline. Cooks wide open. Touchdown. 10-5. They just dropped him. <laughs> he ran right by Obi Melifonwu. The safety, Reggie Nelson, was woefully late coming over to help. And Brandon Cooks, who cooked the Raiders last year as a Saint, just runs right past all the Raiders' secondary members for an easy touchdown. I can't go away from that one, Rob. Papa Bear, you all right over there? Yeah, you know, Tom Brady was playing like he actually knew the Raiders' plays on defense. It was crazy. (laughs) Wild. Wild. I can't believe believe he's throwing out cheating allegations. That never happens. Did you think that's what happened, Rob, on Sunday when the Raiders got blitzed and bulldozed by the Patriots? I oh, think it was just cheating. I'm just going to say it's not cheating in that thing. We just don't know yet. But ultimately, there will be a book. I keep telling you, someone's going to spill all the beans on the Patriots <laughs> and everything that was accomplished you will look differently at. I, I believe that because at some point, someone's going to come clean and someone will be screwed over by the Patriots. And and they'll come clean with everything that they ever did. Wouldn't I, that have already been written by nope. the deflator? Hey, you shut your mouth. He's talking. Nope, not yet. <laughs> not that yet. That guy's already been scorned. No, no, not yet. There'll be somebody, I'm telling you, that's going to really, I, I always say that Tom Brady will wind up being Lance Armstrong without the bike. That's That's what it'll be. But the thing, though, Rob, is that might happen. You might have someone with the tell-all book or whatever, but... 
there's not going to be anything in that tell-all book that the Patriots had some sort of, sort of advantage that nobody else had. It won't happen. No, I there have just, been plenty I, of other teams that have gotten busted doing the same thing. No, the I disagree. I, I disagree. No. I, the, the degree that I've, you know, this is my only thing, and we'll, we'll move off of this, but this is my uh-huh. only thing. Uh-huh. I, I think for you to dismiss Eric Mangini, who was one of his disciples, who was there, knew what went on, finally gets his opportunity to coach the Jets, right, get his, his first team, and for him to come out and say, hey, can't believe he's doing this to him because he knows what went down with the Patriots. I, that's exhibit A. I don't need anything else. And I don't know how you could discount a guy who was on his staff and one of his disciples who who Bill Belichick gave his start to. I just think that that, that that's – what other what else do you need? Tell well, me, tell me how never, you dismiss that. I'm never going to tell you that. But tell me that how you dismiss that. Never happened. That but the flake gate never happened. But for, yeah. before it got, if it was really nothing, if it just just think about it, Brian. He, hear me out. Uh-huh. If right. it was really really nothing, Eric Mangini would have never said anything about that. It it just wouldn't have mattered if he really in his heart believed that the stuff that the Patriots do doesn't, doesn't affect the game. And then he gets his first opportunity. And he's like, wait a minute, you can't beat me without doing what you did to everybody else? Do, do you? Well, he has said that. He has said that he didn't think it was going to turn into nearly as big of a deal as it turned into. But, but he still, but he still it said it, though. It wasn't to be the, no. the ultimate advantage. It was a small advantage. He still that he talked about want. it for him to go public. Tell me that him going public was not a big deal for a guy working in the business. Well, it turned into just this enormous deal. It was something that he didn't even see it turning into. It doesn't say anything, though? That, do- that doesn't say anything to you? It doesn't say nearly as much as many people make it okay. out to be. I, I disagree. I think it's like, as credible as, as possible. I don't think you could have anybody, if a, if a water boy or equipment guy told you that stuff, maybe I would discount it. But for a head coach who worked on the Belichick, who was one of his disciples, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey man, doesn't get any I bigger mean, we'll, than that. We'll 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 push Patriot talk back a little bit, but we can get back into this at some point during the show. You know, because the the voting booths are open. Which of the Patriot cuts are the best? And Papa Bear, I'm sure he'll weigh in a little bit later on the show with the Patriots drubbing the the uh, the Raiders last week. We're turning our attention next back to college football from the Geico Studios. Chip Kelly, he's the new head coach at UCLA. What does he have in common? with an NBA superstar. I'm Brian No. He's Rob Parker. This is Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Rob Parker here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. So quick way, you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. How about Clemson? Clemson just having their way with South Carolina on the road. What is it, 20 to nothing? Yeah, they're going up 21 nothing now. And, uh, I mean, you think about the position they're in. It's crazy because it could change so quickly. They're in the, they're going to be the number one team when the polls come out. And that could all go completely sideways if they lose to Miami in the ACC title game. So, I, I mean, look, man, it's an interesting time in college football right now, Rob. And I wouldn't freak out about who's got a great body of work that's going to be on the outside looking in after next week because a lot's going to be sorted out next week. You might have one team with a legitimate 
strong resume that gets out that's left in the cold. That's about it. Let's stop making it sound like there's going to be nine teams that have solid resumes and aren't in the Final Four. Did you see that Nick Saban stat that against Auburn, if their team has yeah. nine wins, he's 0-7? Yep. I guess 0-4 yeah, at Alabama and 0-3 when he was at LSU. That's an yeah, interesting isn't that stat, isn't it? Yeah, it's wild. It's one of those where... I would have never believed yeah. that, that... that even a good Auburn team that he couldn't, he could never beat an Auburn team that's won nine games. Wow. Well, I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it's one of those where it's exactly nine wins. You know, where maybe there was a year Auburn had more and Alabama. Oh, nine beat, plus. I don't know. Nine, pl- yeah. nine or more. Nine plus. Nine or more. Okay, nine or more. Yeah. Um, I guess that's where it stands with Nick Saban. How about that? War Eagle, his kryptonite. But I wanted to bring this up with you, Rob, and wanted to see what you thought about it. Because Chip Kelly, he's the new head coach over there at UCLA. And he didn't go to, oh, by the way, uh, Clemson missed that extra point. So like you said, Rob, it's 20 to nothing. Okay. The the degenerate gamblers might be watching that closely, you know? Oh, and you know that they take into account of that miss. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But with Chip Kelly going to UCLA... It just it made me think of something because he goes to UCLA and, of course, there isn't an Alabama in the Pac-12, right? He didn't go to Florida, and a lot of people are connecting the dots and thinking, well, you got Nick Saban there to compete with at Alabama, and it doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. So I heard a lot of comments saying this is the right move. Great move by Chip Kelly. Outstanding move to go over there to the Pac-12, and you don't have to see Saban and all of that. And I agree with that. But the thing it made me think of, Rob, was how we'll pick and choose those those stances. Because I hated when Kevin Durant joined the Warriors. But we will never say, well, it makes sense, you know. He's going to be right there and going to have a great chance to win a championship. No, I'm with you on that, critical though. critical of it. Because, yeah. because that was different because of competition. They yes, had already yes. won They had already won a, a championship without you. And That's then right. you add the number two player in the league. Do you, yeah. It just, that, that doesn't make any sense as far as competition. I, I hear you. I get it. Yeah. If he wants to take the easy way, you know, easy way about getting a championship, and that was as easy as it gets. Yeah, I hated the move because they won 73 games the year before. The Warriors took his thunder out, and then he joined. I hated the move. Hated it. But do you understand what I'm saying? Where we'll sometimes just do a complete 180, and if a coach aligns himself with a program where it sets himself up, where he's got a great chance to win numerous titles, we rarely say, ah, easy way out. Why would you go there? Why wouldn't you challenge yourself and go somewhere else? You know, it's just, it's pick and choose, and sometimes it's slightly hypocritical without being fully. Do you agree with that? Uh, I don't know, because are you saying that with Chip Kelly, that that – that he took the easy way out going to UCLA? Is that, what, is that the easy way I out? definitely don't think that UCLA is like the 73-win Warriors. Okay. <laughs> I think All right. I want to make sure. Right. Okay. Right. Right. So it's not the same thing, but there's an element that's similar. We'll get into it a little bit more. And also coming up from the Geico Studios, what the top four might look like after today. Hang with us. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're having a fantastic Saturday. Doesn't look like number three Clemson is going to suffer the same fate as Alabama and Miami. They're rolling against South Carolina right now. They'd be your number one team, 
when the polls come out on Tuesday, would they not be, Rob? If this score holds up against South Carolina for Clemson? Do you, do I think what? I'm sorry. Do you think Clemson would be the number one ranked team when yeah. the polls come out? why not? Of course they should be. I'd go Clemson number one. I'd go Oklahoma number two. Now here's the question. And, I mean, look, it it doesn't mean as much for this week as it does for down the road, right? Who do you have number three? Would you have Auburn or would you have Wisconsin? And I know Badger Nation is just like sick to their stomachs thinking about the possibility I would have of a two-loss team. Yeah, but look who they've beaten. They've beaten the number one ranked team two out of the last three weeks. That's all you need to know. I don't need to know anything else, who they play, what their schedule is, nothing. Right? And who? Yeah, and who they lost to, they lost at Clemson and at LSU. Those are very close games. Those are both one-possession games. And meanwhile, Wisconsin has played a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, they beat Northwestern, Iowa, and Michigan. We got a tweet earlier tonight talking about that. It's like, well, they have an impressive schedule. Those are not world beaters, Rob. That is not an impressive schedule to me. Not at all. I'm with you on that. And I think that the schedule does matter, and I know people don't like it because it's not an even schedule where everybody plays the same teams. Then it would be very easy, right? If everybody, mm-hmm. if all the, all the top schools played the same team, then you could really figure it out and nobody could – argue it but that's not how it goes so yeah. so you got to kind of manipulate and look at the schedule and who beat who and how much did they beat them by and what happened and take all of that in consideration it, it's what makes the whole caring about college football and the conversation about it isn't it it's a big part of yeah. the, the, the why people care absolutely it is i don't expect the committee to go down the same road we're going down I wouldn't be shocked if they had Auburn ahead of Wisconsin. I think they're going to go with Wisconsin over Auburn um, just because that's the easy way out. You know, No one's really going to completely challenge you because it's not like Auburn would be on the outside of the playoff looking in if we're just talking about who's number three, who's number four. So it's not going to be a knockdown drag out in terms of that. You'd get a lot more pushback if you had a two-loss team over an undefeated team. So I expect the committee to take the easy way out. Yep. You see it going that way? Yeah, I agree. That's just easier. Yep. It's just easier. And then people won't question it, and then there'll be all this stuff about uh, this is why the committee, uh, you, you can't believe in it. It's crooked. They do what they mm-hmm. want to do. Um, they have their favorites, and they're always going to pick their favorites no matter what. Yeah, I just go down it. I think that we got to be careful about hypotheticals because this happens quite a bit. Because while I'm thinking, I hold my my own thoughts in check because immediately I think, hey, what's the likelihood that Wisconsin could take down the number one team in the country two out of three weeks like Auburn did? I, I don't expect them at all to beat Georgia and Alabama. But here's the thing, Rob, what if we're wrong? I think you got to be careful about hypotheticals and just go by what is. And if I look resume versus resume and not diving knee-deep into hypotheticals, I still think that Auburn's resume is better than Wisconsin's. They just haven't played a tough schedule. Right. I I think that's obvious. Only only the Wisconsin homers will argue with you about it. Yeah. I, I really believe but most college football fans, I think, are on the same page as uh, you and I. Yeah. 
And I hear all this about, oh, Iowa. Iowa is 7-5, and five. you know? <laughs> We're like, what, we're propping up Iowa now as a really impressive win by Wisconsin? It's not that impressive. They haven't beaten a team that has fewer than three losses. You know, their best win is against Northwestern, who's 9-3. and three. Michigan wow. is 8-4 and four now. Right. That, that's Wisconsin's resume. I And look... If they beat Ohio State, they are absolutely in. Oh, that's that's totally losses. difference, right? Oh, yeah, yeah that's to, that's yeah. a total difference. Yeah, they're definitely in if they're able to get by Ohio State. I, I just have a problem with their resume. I mean, I get it. It's the luck of the draw that they didn't play the big boys in the Big Ten. But when the other the games that you can control, that's the key to me. Utah State, FAU, BYU. That's just not impressive. And we get into the same old song and dance, Rob, where it's like, oh, well, these schedules, they're made years and years in advance. And okay, that's fine. But did you expect Utah State to be world beaters? I can't I can't give you the benefit of the doubt because you didn't have a crystal ball years ago. I can only go by what What's it happening is now? instead of right. diving into the politics of it. It's right? the same thing that, that maybe earlier in the year you beat Michigan, you think you did something, right? Yeah. And then the season unfolds and you realize Michigan's not that good. That's right. So it changes how you look at the win. 877-99 on Fox. People want to chime in on this college yeah. football, uh, the shake-up Saturday, as you call it, Brian No. So let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, it's Brian No and Rob Parker. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I believe Enrique is still there in Queens. You go ahead, Enrique. You're on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, how's it going today, guys? Doing great. How good. are you? I'm doing good hanging there. I'm watching college football. I was pretty impressed by Auburn beating Alabama. I think they're going to be one of the top teams going to the tournament. Also, I like Wisconsin to roll the dice and run the, run the table. And in the NFL, I like Tom Brady and the Patriots. I don't like them, but I think they're going to make the Super Bowl. And about the Knicks, they're, they're a good hey, home hey, team. Hey, Enrique. Enrique, I got a question yeah. for you. What's that? I got a question for you. How can you call okay, in and say you're you're from where in Queens? Queens has 2.3 million people. Where, where do you live? Forest Hills. Okay, thank you. Forest Hills, Queens, the big difference. And as far <laughs> as Tom Brady, stop it, okay? Stop with what? the Tom Brady, stop. What's, what, why? Why is he going to stop with Tom Brady? They're going to get knocked off this year. Who's knocking them off? The Chefs. No, I, I could go with the Steelers, but the Chiefs are brutal now. Man. I saw the Steelers last year up in Foxborough. That was disappointing. They didn't even show up for that game. How bad was that? It was, they lost Le'Veon Bell, you know? It was a big deal. No, I understand that. And I know yeah. that they've been scoring points this year. I don't know. I just, I just feel like uh, Patriots, something What's going to be your – your Papa Bear like excuse if the Patriots win it all again? No, I'm not even. I'm not even entertaining that. How's that? <laughs> not even entertaining that. Let's stick with the college calls. Yes, Paul please. is in Iowa. Go ahead, Paul. You're on Fox Sports Radio. Yes, um, I totally agree with you on a lot of those issues. I, I maybe would put Auburn as number one, but then if they get beat by Georgia, that'll blow up, blow it up again too, and. I'd put Wisconsin number four, too, but if they get beat by Ohio State, that would blow it up, too. But um, it's just interesting that all these upsets are at the people's 
home field. And it'd be interesting to see what Auburn would do with Alabama if they played on a neutral field. And it'll be interesting to see what Auburn does with Georgia on a neutral field because all these upsets, major upsets, are on their home field. Iowa plays way above their head when they play at home. They don't. They play way below their head when they're away from home. Wisconsin plays teams, and they beat them, but like you said, they haven't played anybody. If they beat Ohio State, then they deserve to be maybe even three or two. But oh, if they beat Ohio State, they'll be. They they might they might be three. Yeah, I could see him being up there. Right? I mean, look, man, it's yeah, I could see him being there. There's been too many teams that have lost too many games for them to be lower than that. If right. They beat Ohio State. Yeah. Um, that's probably the way it's going to go when it's all said and done after next week. Look, we got all these conference championship games. It's not like both teams can win. You know, they're going to drop below Wisconsin if they aren't below them already. Right. You know, somebody's yeah. going to somebody's going to lose those games. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Dave. He's in Kentucky. You go ahead, Dave. You're on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, I was calling about the the playoffs. If you look back uh, before the playoffs started. How many years was it in doubt who the the champion was? And if you compare that to the Super Bowl, how many years has the Super Bowl champion been in doubt? Well, it's very rare that you've ever had it in the Super Bowl. You've had a handful of years in college football, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, so the playoffs obviously is the right thing. But I think we've done this a few years now. I I think we need to go ahead and expand to eight. You know, we're going to have, no matter what happens this year, somebody's going to get left out that could possibly win this thing. And, uh, you know, if you look at, uh, if you compare that to NCAA basketball, I mean, how many years has the tournament been won by somebody that's not one of your top four or five teams? No, almost never. That's That's the bad part about the tournament. Everybody always talks about, uh, anybody can win. No, anybody can win. Anybody can win. You might have a couple of uh, upsets in you know the first day, right? The, that Friday, right? Uh-huh. A couple upsets, okay. But but no, anybody can win because the mid majors they don't win. Yeah, like to win the whole whole thing, right? That's what I, I mean, mean. Yeah, I mean I get that. I get his point, and we appreciate Dave checking in. I get his point that somebody left out is capable of winning the college football playoff. That's fine. But I'm okay with them being left out. You have got to bring it in the regular season, and that's what makes the regular season in college football the most special regular season that we have, is that we don't have a ton of teams in the postseason. And everybody that's can't why get special. in. Everybody can't yeah. get in. It's just, I, I don't think you'll ever satisfy everybody where everybody will sit there. If you could expand it to 16 and they'll still be number seventeen and eighteen, saying we deserve to be in. I don't. I don't care what the number is, right? Yeah, yeah. It's one of these. I hate this too, Rob. Where you hear that it's not decided on the field. No, it is decided on the field. If you've lost a couple of games, if you lost in October and November against teams that aren't in the college football you're playoff, not getting and in. that's the reason. That's the reason you're not in. Yeah, you still might be capable of beating those four teams that get in, but guess what? You don't deserve to be there, and I'm cool with that. Totally agree. Me and you are on the yeah. same page on this. We don't agree on a lot. We are brothers in arms you. on this one. On yeah, this I one, I'm with it. you because I, I think we've, uh, you know, we we want to pacify everybody. It's like 
It's like the little league where they give everybody a trophy. Yeah, right. I just, right. I, it drives me crazy. Like <laughs> yes. I remember being in little league and and uh, when we lost, we didn't. You didn't get a trophy. The team that won the championship got a trophy. That's right. I wanted. You know and what that, I wanted to do the next year? I wanted to win yeah. the championship. I wanted That's that right. trophy. It's turned into orange slices for everybody. Yes. UCF, they deserve orange slices. Well, no, they don't. They haven't played a good schedule. So, sorry. So they That's should the get thing. lime slices because they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get some macaroni and cheese. You know, there you go. There's your parting gifts. Yes. But here's the thing, Rob. No matter who gets left out when it's all said and done, there isn't one team, if you said, could you have done more? There isn't one team that can honestly answer that by saying no. Everybody could say yes. Yeah, and we, that's if the we whole would have won this game, or if we would have yes. beaten them by more points, or right. we would. Yes, you would. You would. You could find something. Yes, and and yeah. say that's the reason why. You know what I mean? We didn't get what we needed to. Yeah, if we would have scheduled up a little bit more, yes. we would have been in there. There's something that they didn't do, and that's the reason they weren't in there. So if I'm we not didn't play a, a high school team in week three, we would have made it in. You know, <laughs> community college. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right, 877-99 on Fox. That's your phone number. We'll Phones continue the jam. Calls. Let's do it they when we come back. Absolutely. We'll get to your calls on the college football playoff. Are any of you turning into Sally Struthers <laughs> and holding a telethon for the poor, unfortunate UCF Knights and their hack schedule? Or are you on Rob and I's side? Let us know. 877-99 on Fox. It's Brian though and Rob Parker live with you here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Rob Parker here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. You know what? It's funny, Rob. We're, we're going to run through a, a ton of calls. Lines are packed. And you know what? I love. give people credit. I mean, it's yeah. a day to, to call in and try to get this sorted out. Yeah, but... You, We'll take calls and people will say, oh, it's broken. Oh, the system needs to be expanded and this and that and all this other stuff. I always say this. If you don't care, you wouldn't be invested to the point where you would call in. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So It just shows you that all of this reaction, it shows that it's not broken. It shows that fans are still highly invested, so... Let's not make it as if the system is broken. Controversy ain't all bad. It is not all bad for college football that people are this worked up that they think their team is going to be on the outside looking in. That's not bad. It's a good thing. 877-99 on Fox is our phone number. Yeah, let's go out to the phones. I believe Josh in Ohio is up next. You go ahead, Josh. You're on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Casey is in Alabama. Casey, you go ahead, buddy. Hey guys, before I touch on my topic, you brought up something last segment that, um, you know, if we go eight teams as an Alabama fan right now, of course I should love that. But really, like, does that not, would that not bring up a problem kind of like the NFL has right now? And I hate the NFL for this because you have teams sitting players. So tonight, let's say Alabama knows if they lose, they're still going to be in the top eight, top ten, whatever. They might sit, I mean, I'm just saying that situation could come up, but either way, I, you know, your point was spot on. You know, you play the game on the field. That's for, you know, if Alabama would have stopped Alabama on third down tonight, we probably, that game might have been a little bit different, but we couldn't. That's the exact reason 
we do not deserve to be in the playoff right now. But that stems into my next question. Just be real. We're down here in Alabama, looking up our tears, man. What are the chances of Alabama seeing a possible playoff berth this year? I'm going to hang out with you guys talk. Appreciate it. Y'all do a great job. Run time. Yeah. Thanks for the phone call there. I look at it like this, Rob, where if you're a Bama fan, you got to be hoping that TCU unimpressively beats Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship, or you got to hope that Ohio State unimpressively beats Wisconsin in the Big 10 championship. Because right. Alabama needs help. Happen, yeah, they need help. You need a two-loss team to win its conference championship game in a just kind of like a ugly if Ohio State beats Wisconsin like 17-16 and it's just kind of a nasty game I could see Alabama getting the nod over Ohio State I agree I I, th- I think Alabama needs help and uh they will need um lackluster performances by uh a couple teams to get them in but right now yeah. right now we might have a College playoff without Alabama right now. Yeah, what, what would you give it? Fifty fifty? What do you give it? Or sixty forty? What's it? Tell <sighs> tell me your gut tells you. Will Alabama be in? Yes or no? Man, um, I say it is a complete coin toss right now. Give me give me a I'm pick. Not, I want you to yes or I'm gonna no. Say, I'm going to say Alabama yes, and they I'm going to say Alabama no. You're going to go no. I'm going to go no. I just, won't make it. Yeah, I think that, well, we got to find out with JT Barrett. JT Barrett went down with a knee injury against uh, Michigan today. So that sets up the Ohio State-Wisconsin Big Ten Championship game. You know me, Rob. I haven't been sold on the Badgers just because their schedule hasn't been very difficult this year. So what if Ohio State beats them? What if JT Barrett doesn't even play? Does the committee take that into account? The health of your team? If... If JT Barrett has this knee injury, no. Nah, well, you mean as far, as far as uh, Wisconsin? I mean, they can't help that if you're Wisconsin and and he's not playing. That's not right. their well, fault. You know, Wisconsin what will be in. Wisconsin will be fine if they beat them. Then they'll right. be one of the no four matter teams. what. Right. That's yeah. what, right. Okay. I'm not. Gonna say. I'm saying if Ohio State beats Wisconsin, yet doesn't have JT Barrett, is the committee going to look at Ohio State and deduct a couple of points because? They don't appear to be one of the top four teams. I'm just I'm trying to get into their head, but which you, is probably but impossible. But when you give them some extra credit that they won without their starting quarterback, you could. Or, it's or a matter you, of you know what I mean, right? Is, yeah. is that a that that's an accomplishment in itself? Or you look at the other way and say, well, they're not yeah. one of the four best because they don't have their quarterback, right? Because I'm just thinking of the Clemson loss to Syracuse, where the committee basically gave Clemson a mulligan. They're like, ah, your quarterback Kelly Bryant got hurt. Eh, who cares? We'll just kind of throw that loss out. That's basically how they reacted to it. So I'm wondering if they'll think in a similar way if Ohio State doesn't have JT Barrett going forward. And they'll say, well, Ohio State just isn't as formidable without him as they would be with him. I, they could think of it like that. I don't know. I'm just thinking of the scenarios that Bama would need to unfold for them to be one of those four teams. I got you. 877 yeah. on Fox is our phone number. Yeah, let's go to Andrew is up next in Orlando. You go ahead, Andrew. It looks like he's going to yell at us. Oh, man, what's up with these UCF people? What happened? They're dropping. We, they're like dropping. They're... We're waiting for you yeah. to come on. We want to hear from you. 
they're uh they're dropping like uh you know UCF drops their hack opponents. <laughs> it's like, it's Man, what's going on? Uh, Esteban is in St. Louis. You go ahead, bud. You're on Fox, on Fox Sports Radio. I'll say real quick. It's hard to schedule five years out. You know what I'm saying? But it's what these guys do. But the schedule means everything. We agree. We agree with you. Schedule yeah. means everything. And just because those teams might have been good four or five years ago, if they're not good in the in the present moment, that should hurt you. I agree. Well, you know what I'm saying, Eddie. You can't predict the future like that. So you give me a team, and I'll play all the number one ranked teams. How many number one ranked? There's only one number one ranked team. We'll go from there. All right. We appreciate your call, Esteban. Did you follow that, Rob? No, I'm I'm lost. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm it not sounds sure. Sounds like a good Saturday that. night in St. Louis. That's all I'll say. It could, it could mm-hmm. be, uh, <laughs> Will. You know, St. Is Louis is one of my favorite cities. You it love St. Louis. Huh? You know why? Because it ran two football teams out of town. Two you NFL been in the teams. Arch? Unbelievable. You ever go in the arch? Yes. What'd you think of that? I loved it. I loved it too, man. I did. You feel how you sway? Was it a windy day when you were up there? No, I did not uh, remember the wind, but I will tell you it was. 1988. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Did you believe Back that? Back when the Irish last won a national championship yes. in football? That's when it was? 1988. Yeah, I knew Notre Dame's schedule would go sideways when the Dodgers didn't win the World Series. Because yes. it was back in 88 with both of those, the Dodgers and Notre Dame. I knew it was going sideways. Right, let's sneak in one more here real quick. William is in Virginia. Go ahead, Will. You're on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing great. All right, so... My question is, everybody's hating on Wisconsin. I got it. You know, our schedule sucks, all right? But you got to look at the injuries that they've had throughout the year with their linebacking core, their wide receivers, their top tight end was out two or three games, stuff like that. Nobody looks at that when they're looking at Wisconsin, still winning these games, running away from people. I mean, that's fine, but it still it doesn't make those wins against mostly unranked teams as it stands Any now. Any more impressive. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's like a it's a badge of honor to win those games, but still at the end of the day, you're beating teams like Illinois and Indiana and Maryland, beating Purdue 17 to 9, you know? There's going to be one team that's ranked when the polls come out, and that's Northwestern who's on Wisconsin's schedule. That's it. So it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll give them props, but to a degree, you know, Rob, for fighting through those injuries. I'm they with. Can't make their, I'm, their I'm with you. Bigger than it is. No, yeah. it just uh, when you when you take a look at it, and depending on you know the win at the time and who they playing, but after yeah. you look at it all and then add it up, it doesn't add up to much. That's right. Yeah. Okay, we got a few UCF calls. They're finally coming out of the woodwork. We finally poked the bear enough. Where they're going, hey, no, hey, you settle down, Rob and Brian. Austin P is a national powerhouse. How dare you not give the Knights the credit they deserve? Maybe we'll hear something like that. But first, though, Steve DeSager, I'm going to see if he's uh, he engages in verbal fisticuffs with me. No, no, let him do his update. He's no. a professional. Okay, right. Just let him do his I'm gonna thing. I'm going to lay back. 
I'll right. back. Going to talk about you Washington ahead, State, actually. 13th-ranked right. Cougars are on Fox TV right now and blowing a chance to get into the Pac-12 title game Friday against USC. Wazoo losing 21-0 in the Apple Cup at 17th-ranked Washington. So Stanford could be playing USC on Friday instead. Stanford finishing with a non-conference game tonight, leading at home late second quarter, 14-7 against Notre Dame. Halftime, number 18, LSU up 20-7 over Texas A&M. And early third quarter, number three, Clemson now leads 27-0 at South Carolina. Number one Alabama lost 26-14 at sixth-ranked Auburn, so it's Auburn that goes to the SEC championship game against Georgia in Atlanta next week. Easy wins in the top ten for Oklahoma and Wisconsin, for Georgia and Penn State. Number nine, Ohio State now 10-2 after winning at Michigan again 31-20. Ohio State had trailed 20-14 late in the third quarter. Buckeyes have beaten Michigan 13 of the last 14 years. Easy wins for Michigan State and Oklahoma State. 20th ring Memphis won 70-13 over East Carolina. Number 22 Northwestern is 9-3 after a victory at Illinois, which goes winless in the Big Ten. Northwestern wins 42-7. And Fresno State at home beat number 23 Boise State 28-17. They will face each other again next week for the Mountain West title. As for an update on the bad team, San Jose State was 1-11 and winless in the Mountain West, but beat Wyoming tonight. Wyoming playing again without its star quarterback Josh Allen. San Jose State 20-17 the final. Georgia Southern was 1-9 but won at Louisiana 34-24 and Oregon State's going to finish winless in the Pac-12 conference. 1-11 overall. They are losing 62-7 at rival Oregon and there's still six minutes left in the third quarter. (laughs) At least they're consistent. What a difference it has made for the Oregon offense to finally get its quarterback back last week. Back to you. Hey Steve, I got a question. Justin Herbert. Steve, mm-hmm. would you still think Michigan and Ohio State is that a rivalry or am I? Uh, well, like the Yankees and Red Sox was for years. That but, was also lopsided for many years. But it's thirteen out of fourteen. It's not a rivalry Agreed. anymore. It's ridiculous. Well, UCLA in the nineties beat USC eight years in a row. It was still very much a rivalry. And SC had the better team for half of those years too. That- sounds it sounds like he disagrees with so you. So you Ron. disagree with me? You say it is a rivalry. Sure. I think that for it to be a rivalry... It has to be competitive. Yes. Well, Otherwise, there's no real rivalry. Well, the I mean, rivalry goes 100 years, though, doesn't I'm, it? Yeah, but not I'm talking about... 14 years. Yeah, but 14 is a great sample size. We're yes, not talking about three out of four years or, you know, five years. Well, so then when John Cooper was coaching, it was not a rivalry? No, because Michigan used to beat them. That's why Cooper's not coach. What got so, run, got so run out of town? You're saying this has rarely ever been a rivalry yeah, in the last it's, thirty years. <laughs> that's that's thirty that's years. You're, you're right. Yeah, it's I mean, an overtime game last year, right? It gets it gets all the buildup of one of the greatest sports rivalries. But the last thirty years has been lopsided either way. I just think that that's there's got to be where the other team is uh, can win once in a while. That's all. It's uh, it's Brian Noe and Rob Parker. We're coming to you live from the Geico Steve, Fox Sports Radio Studios. Steve, just hang up on me. Studios. I get it. It's Thank you for calling. easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Because Steve Let's just- go to these calls. He's just played what? me like I was a caller, right? But just hang up on <laughs> Hang up on that Rob Parker from LA. He sounds <laughs> terrible. Sorry about that. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's still a rivalry. But uh, let's go on to these next calls. That's how Steve treated you, Rob. That's I know. how he did it. Uh, we got Marco. You ready for this? You ready for a UCF call, Rob? Let's do it. Let's do this. Marco is in Louisville and wants to weigh in on the Knights. You go ahead, Marco. I am in Louisville. So, look, I had to call in because, you know, 
Louisville's been in the ACC for four years now, but it wasn't that long ago that we were in Little Old Conference USA. And there were a couple of seasons that our team, I honestly felt, was good enough to compete with anybody that was in the hunt for the championship. And, you know, you just couldn't get noticed. But more importantly, here's my point. I completely agree with you guys. We should keep it at four teams. Uh, that's the way I want it. Mm-hmm. But here's why I think we are going to lose the argument. Because if a conference champion wins their league and cannot schedule another good team, there's nothing they can do about that. When you say UCF should just schedule better, I've got a personal friend who's in charge of the schedule at UofL. And back when we were at Conference USA, he said, Mark, no one will schedule us. Why would they play a really good non-Power 5 team when they've got everything to lose and nothing to gain? Those poor people at UCF cannot schedule the teams that you say they have to put on their schedule to be But relevant. they just did, though. So teams like they that did. Steve DeSager, Steve Des- you could stay on with us, Marco, but yeah. that's not right because Steve DeSager went on just a little bit ago. He engaged in verbal fisticuffs with me, and he talked about how they're scheduling tougher teams. Is it just next year? Steve, what um, was the Steve, schedule you had? Right. It's Pitt and yeah, and else? North Carolina next year, North and Carolina, after that, it's Stanford it and Pitt. After that, Stanford. Okay, so you got Stanford, Pitt. That's better than who they play right now, Mark. And the Georgia Tech game, in fairness, was canceled. Most years, that's a good opponent. Georgia Tech's not had what two losing seasons in twenty years. Won the Orange Bowl in recent years. They didn't really have control over the weather on that one. No, but I got it. No, and okay. and, and his point though is also fair. In that th- that happens in college basketball a lot too, where certain like like you're playing an in-state smaller school, right? And you don't want to play them. That happens at uh, with the University of Detroit and Michigan State. They beat them a couple times. The University of Detroit, so Michigan State wouldn't, you know, wouldn't play them anymore because it's, it's just not worth it. That's a big deal for them to to beat like a school like a Michigan State. So they stopped playing them. So I do know that that does happen. Kentucky yeah, basketball but, wouldn't play Louisville for many years right. in the past. But you can't sell me that UCF can't schedule any harder when they actually are next year and the next couple of years, right? Yeah. So that's the whole thing. It's You can't tell me that it's impossible when the next couple of years show you that it is possible. I got you. All right, thanks that's for the I, phone call. We appreciate yeah. it. We got Ron. He's in Nashville. By the way, before we go to Ron, I was in Louisville last night. How, Rob Parker, you everywhere. What What are you doing? Yeah, are, uh, do you was, get Do you get beamed to these places, or you actually travel? <laughs> I just every time we talk, you're like, I was somewhere last night, or I was. Dame I was in St. Louis. I was here. <laughs> He's in Miami. He said, Rob, I was in your backyard last night. We, yeah, man. Grilled out. Hey, it's. We got cars, you know, so we'll drive out all these places. Or there's planes. If we're real far away, we'll hop on a jet, you know. But I was in Louisville. It's something called Light Up Louisville. Now I noticed, by Whoa. the way, Marco said Louisville. I, but I don't he, know but if he he's said, an, but he said native. Louisville first, and then he said Louisville. He said oh, he both. He went both on us. He went both. Okay. I, I heard that too because he said Louisville. Yeah, I go Louisville myself I do just too. because that's what the locals say. They always say it's Louisville. Yeah, I'm from but I, was there, I had never heard of this before, Rob. It was really cool. My girlfriend, the lovely Christina, she has family in the Louisville area. So they used to go there when they were young. It's something called Light Up Louisville. So now, so is, they, this, is this weed or what are we talking light up? <laughs> oh, we, oh, I'm Some endo? Yeah, it's crazy, man. Everybody gathers around. It's just like puff, puff, give all night. No, oh, man. Are this you lights? go there. Yeah, it's just light. So Santa comes in, and there's this gigantic plug, and he plugs in the lights, and there's lights all over the place, like on this huge Christmas tree and 
all over the place. The light poles, the big buildings, they beam lights on them. It's actually kind of cool, man. It's to start off the holiday season with Christmas around the corner. And I think if you would have pulled off that Santa, uh, you know, beard and thing, Rick Pitino might have been under there. <laughs> you know, he needs work. He needs something to do during his time. It did look a little like Pitino now that you mention it. Yes. It was, there, been. was there a restaurant table around and maybe... Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's go to Ron in wow. Nashville. Wow, we don't have time Ron, for short stories. You're on Fox Sports Radio, my man. Hey, I got uh, something. I got a couple of things I want to tell you and ask you. Uh, as far as Alabama, I don't think they'll make it in there because Georgia and, and uh, Auburn's going to play for the championship and not Alabama. And so I think they're going to move down to around seventh or eighth position. And unless the the committee's wanting to be really uh, biased and nice to them, but there is one thing that Alabama can take out of this if it'll make them feel better. At least it took a team from Alabama to beat them. Uh, that ain't gonna make them feel better. They're gonna they're no. gonna hate that. Are you yeah. kidding? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing is, uh, who do you think? I've been hearing a lot of rumors about uh, Kiffin going to back to Knoxville, and uh, have y'all heard anything like that? And on top of uh, all the other stuff, uh, you know, I, I think that the playoffs should stay at four. And I just don't really see that, like you say, if you keep putting more than four teams in there, when is anybody going to be satisfied to keep uh, – They'll never moving? be satisfied, totally. But I, I don't know, Brian. I don't see – you see Kiffin going back to Tennessee? I don't. I don't, I don't see, see it I know at the all. Are there. Yeah. He's got to go somewhere. He's done a very good job at Florida Atlantic. But I just I don't see them going down the same road again. I'd be surprised if that's what ends up being the the higher. Um, but man, it's we're talking about musical chairs with the college football playoff teams, and there's only four. We're starting to whittle it down with the big name coaches that are still available for Tennessee to get. You know, it's starting to whittle down with Chip Kelly going over there to UCLA. It's not exactly a who's who of coaches that are still available right now that realistically would take that job. So we'll see. We will see. see. Goes, man. Um, coming up next to the Geico Studios, that is, un- wow. that is a premature wow. playing of the Oscars music right there. Do they do that at the Grammys too, or is that just the Oscars? But the, but you know what? They have to do it. They Those speeches are so long, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they should just, I'm tempted. They should just cut yeah. the mic. I would just cut the mic. Yeah. Yeah, okay, you can do all that. Right, all right, we'll do that. I'll cut your mic right yeah. now, Playboy. <laughs> I'm tempted, Rob. This is just the jerk in me. I'm tempted to just talk our way through this for a good, you know, three, four minute wow, stretch. That ain't you know? gonna happen. Pop up no, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying I'm tempted to do something like that. I'm not actually gonna do it. Coming up next from the Geico Studios. The craziest outcome of the day didn't happen in football. I'll tell you about that. It's Brian No and Rob Parker right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Rob Parker here on Fox Sports Radio. Great news. So, okay, you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Quick nugget here before we get back to the college football stuff, Rob. Yep. How about this from college basketball? Alabama, they played over 10 minutes today against Minnesota with only three players. There was a an altercation, so there were some ejections then 
fouls played a, a part in this, and there was also an injury. So with all this, the ejections, the fouls, the injuries, they had three guys, Alabama did, for over 10 minutes, and they they barely lost. They hung with the Golden Gophers and only lost by five points, playing with only three players playing for over five 10 on minutes. Three? Five on three for over 10 minutes. They lost by five points. Wow. How? How? I don't, How? You should score a basket every single time. Yeah. How? I'm How sorry. How is Minnesota not blowing them out? You got uh, Because they probably were taking regular shots. I'm sorry. Everything is going to the paint, right? Somebody's open. Yeah. Or if, yeah. they, if they come down and double, somebody's on the perimeter. Step up and knock down those shots. Are you kidding with nobody in your face? They had yeah, to be awful. Just, they must have been just awful. Just wide open shots. That's terrible, man. That's embarrassing for a <laughs> three on five, the team with three hanging with you. That's bad. That's bad. Uh, but we get back to the college football calls. Just wanted to mention that because I thought that was That is crazy. interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. We've got Ronnie. He's in Louisville. Wants to talk about the playoffs. Go ahead, Ron. You're on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, buddy. I just wanted to ask you guys a couple of quick questions. All right. Okay. How is – I'm a big, big Oklahoma fan. Don't get me wrong. Take this wrong. But how is it Oklahoma loses to an Iowa State team that that is really no good – and yet they're still at the top up there between one and four. Alabama loses to a great team as an as an offer. And I just I don't understand the whole situation in there. I really don't. Can you guys explain it to me? Yeah, I mean, you you raise a good point because you think about it, that was a home game for Oklahoma. It's a road game for Alabama. So the worst loss was by leaps and bounds, but, Oklahoma. But but don't you also think that because of the excellence by Alabama, more is expected, and so when they lose, it looks even worse. Is that far-fetched? Um, maybe. Maybe there's something in there. I think it's more so it's just, what have you done for me lately? And unfortunately, that's the way it goes, is you – you hang on to the previous week's rankings a little bit too much. Okay. And because it just happened, it's like, oh, man, Bama just lost, so we got to drop them. Where, to Ronnie's point, Alabama, there's more to consider than just that because Oklahoma, to be fair, they did win at Ohio State. They did win at Oklahoma State. They beat TCU. So it's more than just who they lost to. The more impressive resume in terms of who they beat – is with Oklahoma, so that factors into it as well. I just think that, Rob, it's one of these where Bama's most likely going to be ranked lower than Oklahoma when the new polls come out, but as long as Oklahoma beats TCU, it doesn't even matter Well, right? because Oklahoma for sure would be ranked higher. So that's right. the way it would It, it would only matter yeah. if they lost. Yeah, yeah, that's the only time it would matter. We got Brian. He's in Louisville also. Go ahead, Brian. You're on Fox Sports Radio. What's going on, guys? Um I just want to say a little bit about the college football. Uh, I agree with the last call. Like Alabama losing one game at Auburn, how could anybody ride them off? I have no idea. And another thing is, too, I'm sick and tired of hearing about Ohio State in the conversation <laughs> for the playoff. You lose at Iowa, their quarterback had they, – they, they got – I mean, they're terrible. They got smoked <laughs> at Iowa. They went to Wisconsin, <laughs> Iowa. Got smoked by Wisconsin. The quarterback had six total yards in that game. 
I don't understand how anybody's talking about Ohio State. You know why? Uh, in, yes, you do. You know why they're talking about Ohio State? They, 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 they no, but they, they travel well. They're a money maker for college football. And they, you don't think they want to get? They, they're interested in getting. They would love to be able to get Michigan in the mix one of these days, right? Michigan's another one of those schools. So they're not going to let go of Ohio State. If if they somehow, some way can make a place for them, Ohio State's always welcome to the table. You agree with that, Brian? Yeah, and we appreciate Brian checking in. It's Look, man, it's weird because Ohio State's resume this year is so similar to Penn State's last year. Because you think Penn State last year, they got rolled by Michigan, and that was one of the main reasons they didn't get into the college football playoff. And to the caller's point, Ohio State got waxed by Iowa by 31 points. It'll be really interesting to see if the committee holds it against Ohio State if they beat Wisconsin when it's all said and done. Yeah. We'll see how it shakes out. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, don't just look at what you'd be gaining. Look at what you'd be losing. That's on the way. Hang with us. So, Rob Parker, um, we've been getting a lot of phone calls today about the college football playoff rankings and yes. all that. It's great. Yes, I it love is. the conversation. And we've taken a few calls where people want the the format to be expanded. The show before ours, both Mark Willard and Chris Broussard were channeling their inner Sally Struthers, where they were basically having a telethon for the poor, unfortunate UCF Knights. And wouldn't it be nice if they were in a field of eight teams? And I don't think of it like that, man. I don't think of it because... Their schedule is not impressive, and I'm not thinking about tweaking the format just to get the Knights in there, playing the quality of opponents that they've played. But that being said, Rob, instead of just looking at what you'd be gaining by expanding the playoff field, I think you have to look at what you'd be losing as well. Because think of it this way. Unless you have automatic berths for conference champions... If it's just the top eight teams, right? Mm -hmm. Alabama is pretty much in with no questions asked after losing today to Auburn. They didn't play their conference championship game. They're in. Like You'd be losing a lot of the drama as well. I understand that seeing these top eight teams play each other on the field, that's interesting. But I think that the people that yell for expansion, they just look at that and they don't look at anything else. That would come at the expense of expansion. You see where I'm going with that? Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. You feel the same way? I, I do. I, I think it's just that it's easy for people whenever something isn't maybe as clear-cut as they want it to be to say, see, this is why we need four more teams. Or this mm-hmm. is why we need eight teams or you want to increase it. But I, I just I think it's fine the way it is. Everybody shouldn't get in. People should be upset that they don't get in. And next time they have to do better and beat some other ga- win some other games or, do- or score some more points. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, sure. That's what they should be worried about. Not that, hey, if this was an eight-team eight playoff, we would have got in. No. Yeah. We don't want that. Yeah. Enough. I, I remember at the beginning of the year, Rob, when Alabama played Florida State. And there was a lot of conversation of, does this game really matter? <laughs> right? Because at the time, many people expected both teams to roll the table uh, or run the table from that point on. If they lost the game, you know. Right. 
they expected that. The game was almost a mulligan where it's like, hey, you lost, but based on the schedule that you're playing, you're going to you're gonna win out, so you'll be there when it's all said and done. So does the game really matter at all? You fast forward to the here and now. Florida State's season came undone because their quarterback got hurt, but think about Alabama. They won that game. They won every game until the Iron Bowl today against Auburn, and they're on the outside looking in right now. They need help. I like that. I like that all of these games matter in terms of your chances to make the college football playoff. That makes the regular season so much more interesting. You want to do that. Once you take that away from fans, people start to say, why should I pay attention or be involved, right, until we get down to the playoffs or teams that – yeah, because the regular season doesn't matter. I tell you, this is my. I covered the NBA since 1987. I'm not just some Johnny come lately and who just doesn't like the NBA and all that. I I mean I I really loved the NBA during that era, and I got to see Michael Jordan up close. And I've told you a million times I was there in Cleveland when he made that famous shot over Craig Elo. I was sitting courtside. Oh, nice. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. So I I've seen the big players and the big plays and all that other stuff. And this NBA, where the regular season doesn't matter and everybody's waiting until May or until April to the playoffs, I just don't like it. I I want the regular season to matter. I do too. I really do. And a lot of that would be uh, the regular season would come. That's the price. That's the price of doing business if you're trying to expand the postseason format is a lot of these regular season games where you're like, this is a big matchup in October you're not going to be saying the same thing anymore if you expand it too much. Right, because so, it wouldn't, like it wouldn't be it a big moment. Right, exactly. Yeah. By the way, Rob, before we get to the calls, what's the most iconic moment that you've been at a game for? You've been in the crowd. You were there. What's number one on the list? Anything above the ELO shot? That was a great one, but I was yeah. there when the ball went through Bill Buckner's legs at, oh, in 1986. Man. Can you imagine that? And and let me tell you, that was the first World Series I ever covered. 1986, my first year at the Daily News in New York. Yeah. Is that not crazy? Wow, and you're at Shea Stadium watching that thing unfold. Yes. Most unbelievable. And to this day, I still can do the Vince Scully call of that. Uh-huh. That's how much is etched into my brain. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Slow roll up along first. Behind the bag. It gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight and the Mets win it. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should grab the audio. Go grab it. Vince Scully, go Vin grab it. saying that. And I yeah. bet you I got it spot on. I didn't miss a word. That's how much that's etched into my brain. And that was an unbelievable moment. Who misses a ground ball in a world's oh, a clinching? Man. World Series game. It's a, it sucks because you got to make that play. There's no doubt about it. But everything that came afterward was just obnoxious. Oh, yeah. You know? No, no, no. Uh, After that, it was all downhill. But And Bill Buckner, I mean, Bill Buckner was a really good player. I don't know if you remember him when he was with the Dodgers. You're a young guy. But he used to be an mm-hmm. outfielder for the Dodgers. He's a good player. And then he got hurt. And he moves into first base and stuff, right? With his leg. Yeah. But yeah. the thing that was crazy about that was all year, I think it was John McNamara was the manager. They had taken Buckner out in the ninth inning 
and put in Dave Stapleton as a defensive replacement because of his leg. Uh-huh. And on this night, they wanted him out there to celebrate and jump around. Uh. So they went away from what they had done all year. <laughs> Isn't uh. that crazy? That's why you don't manage like that. Oh, you can't man. say, oh, no, we want Buckner to be in on a celebration. <laughs> no, Bill Buckner hadn't been in the ninth inning like all season. Could you imagine just some dialogue with uh, you know, the right-hand man saying, like, well, you know, if he's on the bench, he can still like run out and celebrate just as easily. Here right? we go. <laughs> Spot on. I think I was spot on. Did you miss an and? No. I don't know. <laughs> Slow roller up along first. Behind the bag. It gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight, and the Mets win it. Yeah. The Mets win it, or the Mets are going to win? No, Mets what win it? it. Okay. I'm just being a jerk, Rob. I was just saying. I like how defensive you get about every word being on point. On point. That's call. one of those... That's etched into my brain, and I'll never forget it. Even though, even though there. it was at the game, yeah, because I watched it. You know what I mean? When I when I uh, got home and saw the highlights, and then they played sure. it. Sure. So then sure. that's how. But I was there. It's my screensaver, awesome, actually. Did you know that? Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah, our guy Papa Bear just hates all things Boston. Which reminds me, we've got to pick a clear winner. The best play-by-play call of the Raiders losing to the Patriots last week. That's right. So we'll get that. We'll figure that out. It's Brian Noah and Rob Parker. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We've set aside a little bit of time, Rob. Want to get to the calls? People want to check yep, in? Let's do that. 877-99 on Fox. we got a couple lined up. Let's do it. Let's do it. we got Rick in Oklahoma. You go ahead, Rick. You're on Fox Sports Radio. Is Rick gone? Rick's gone. We got... Uh, okay, Rick's not there. We got uh, maybe Jeff. He's in Ohio. Ohio. Go ahead, Jeff. You're on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, guys. How's it going tonight? Doing great. Good. Hey, listen. I, I don't have a huge argument for Ohio State making it in, even if they beat Wisconsin. Even if they happen to beat them, let's say... 59 and nothing like they did in 2014 when JT Barrett got hurt and 12 gauge uh, Cardell Jones came in mm-hmm. and we were outside looking in. They had, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they had TCU ahead of Ohio State and one other team, Baylor, maybe. Baylor. Yeah, Baylor. And then all of a sudden, Ohio State gets in as the number four. I know they didn't have two losses. They didn't lose to Iowa, excuse me, that year. But I'm just saying, the guy that came on earlier and said, I'm so sick of Ohio State, thanks for defending that we do travel well. And when we do get into it, other than last year we got housed by Clemson, um, you know, we usually make a pretty decent showing. Oh, no doubt about Uh, it. Ohio State is one of the premier programs. they got a great coach. They're always in the mix. I will always defend Ohio State. Remember that year in the semis and then beat Oregon, who nobody thought was going to beat Florida yeah. State. We, we know all that. Correct. We know all that. But I want to get with this year. We know that. We don't need a history lesson, Jeff. We remember it. But you don't think Ohio State, they wouldn't be in the college football playoff this year? You're telling me that? I want to make sure I got that straight if they win 59 nothing. I don't think they can. 
I'm just uh, saying that with all of the turmoil that's going on right now, and it's a four-team tournament as it exists, you know, you got to go with the way it is. You can't say, well, if it was eight, it's not eight; it's four. And look, you got Oklahoma, you got Clemson who got a pass, you got, um, you know, Alabama who really. You know, that, guy, that other caller made a great point about Alabama losing now to the number one team in the country. That's their only loss. How do you say goodbye to them? Well, we appreciate you checking in. It's cl- like they Alabama was the number one team. It's Auburn was number six. I'm not, you know, I'm just saying they weren't the number one team. It's still a legitimate loss if you want to look at it that way. It's not like Alabama lost to some hack five-loss, unranked team, but it just wasn't the number one team. There's a lot that's going to be sorted out, you know? There's a lot to be sorted out. Let, let's sneak in. Do we have time? Let's sneak one in more. real quickly. Yeah. Dave is in Indy. You go ahead, Dave. You're on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, how are you guys? Um, just a cu- couple things with you, know, you guys' points on the whole college football thing. Listen, about Ohio State, it's really quite simple how they get in. Oklahoma wins out. That loss is a great loss because Oklahoma is going to have to be another top-ten team to win the Big 12 title. Um, Miami and Clemson are going to eliminate each other. After Notre Dame loses tonight, Ohio State's going to move up. I mean, just after whoa, today, whoa, Ohio whoa, State's wait, wait, hold on, Dave. Three. You lost me with Notre Dame losing tonight. What's that? What? Notre hold Dame's on, winning. Here. Aren't they winning right now? <laughs> He's just saying they're going to lose tonight. I mean, Notre Dame's just not in the mix, unfortunately. I'm from there. I love the Irish, but Dave, you don't have to worry about the Irish. So who are you saying is going to get in? I mean, I can't follow 19 scenarios at once. I'm just asking you to walk through it again. Okay. It, it, this is how it happens for Ohio State. After okay. Notre Dame loses tonight, because I'm going to go ahead and repeat that, they're going to lose tonight. And then with, <laughs> with Miami losing, Ohio State's going to move up. Clemson and Miami are going to play each other, eliminate each other. Ohio State right. is going to beat Wisconsin. That's going to be tremendous for them. As long as Oklahoma keeps winning, that loss, look, that loss looks great. And to the point about Iowa State beating Oklahoma, you know, remember, after that Iowa State beat Oklahoma, Iowa State ended up being ranked. And the Big 12 is actually better than people thought this year. And how you leave Alabama out, it's simple. The Big 10 Conference's is, is strength of schedule is, is far superior than the Southeast Conference, which is per usual, because the SEC normally plays the southeast corner of the northwest corner of Idaho when they're not playing LSU or Mississippi State. And to, to the whole point of the expansion, listen, I don't like the expansion because it waters down the, the season, just like you mentioned with the NBA. But here's the one thing you have to think about when, when Notre Dame's relevant, like they are right now, even though they're going to lose tonight, when they're typically relevant, <laughs> when, 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 you have, when you have them in the mix, it only makes sense to make it your five power five gets in and you have one playing team. That's the most it should ever go to. Because look yeah. at the NBA. I agree with your yeah. point. It's watered down garbage. I mean, honestly. The regular season doesn't matter in the NBA. Yeah. It's terrible. I mean, look, there's a lot to chew on there, Rob. Uh, Ohio State, it's possible they could sneak in. But here's the thing. I don't know why we would write off, write off Alabama automatically if Ohio State squeaks by Wisconsin. You know, let's say it's a one, it's a two-point win. It's a Big Ten, just slobber knocker, like a 17-14, not a picture-perfect work of art, right? How are we saying that Bama has no chance to have a better argument than Ohio State at that point? I don't know about a no chance. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I don't, I don't think you can yeah. say they got no shot. They're done for sure. They need right. help, but they're not done. Yeah, they done. definitely need help. Right. Yeah. They need help. They're definitely not done. But I don't think that Ohio State is an automatic over Alabama 
even if they win the conference championship. Look at Penn State last year. Penn State won the Big Ten. They beat Ohio State head-to-head, and they were still on the outside looking in as a two-loss team, which Ohio State would be also. So let's not write off Alabama. All right, Papa Boy, we know it's that time. It's that time to play Raiders cuts where they just look awful in their defeat to the Patriots. We'll do that around the corner. And, Rob, our best bet. We'll look to Week 12 of the NFL. We'll try to pick the best possible team um, in terms of margin of victory with the point spread. We'll do that next. It's Brian No and Rob Parker right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Rob Parker here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. I guess we got a lot of uh, Ohio State people worked up. Kind of crazy, huh, Rob? Is that Never right? Happens. Do they got their panties in a bunch? A little... It sounds like it, man. I think that there's more uh, Ohio State panties in a, in a bunch than UCF panties in a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite sayings. I love that saying. (laughs) That is a great saying. Because it's true. You know when your panties are in a bunch. Yeah. Not that I'm saying you wear panties or anything like that. I'm just saying. Right. Right. Yeah. We've got got the best bet coming up. But we want to go out here with this in mind. It says OSU Defender Tom in Louisville. So we want to hear hear this. this. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Go ahead, Tom. Oh, hi. I... Anyway, I just want to agree with the guy about three calls ago who blasted Ohio State for being considered in the top four. I agree with what you guys said. I knew when they lost to Iowa, I knew no matter how horrible they looked, that they were going to be in the top four, a threat to be in the top four. I don't care if they lose to St. Mary's of Minnesota. (laughs) They are going to be considered in the top four because the establishment loves Ohio State. And by the way, I saw quite a few pass interference calls that should have been called against Ohio State in the Michigan game that weren't called, but never mind. I, I just assume they're going to get the referees. I just did you did anybody notice that Ohio State lost thirty one to nothing to Clemson last year, being put in and they shouldn't have been put in the top four. I, yeah. I just I don't understand it. They are just really just the, the doll, the darling of the establishment, and they get in every year, no matter how poorly they do. I know they'll beat Wisconsin. They'll beat Wisconsin, and then they'll argue that they're better than Alabama. But the two best teams in the nation were playing today: Auburn and Alabama. That's a great point. That's fair. But you do know why Ohio State? We talked about it. They are good for college football. They they travel extremely well, and that's it's a business. They want schools that are. Can can move people and spend mm-hmm. money. That's what that's what it's about. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. I wish the politics wouldn't factor in there. And man, Tom went the other way. Tom was railing against right. the OSU defenders. I thought he was a fellow defender, but no, he. I thought that was weird way. that he's from Louisville and he's defending Ohio. I thought that was weird, but now <laughs> it makes sense. It makes more sense now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely went the other way on that one. Yeah, look, man, it's Rob, you mentioned it. It I just hate that any of these things beyond the resume factor into the committee's way of thinking. If you're like, ooh, TV ratings, I hate when they think that. Ooh, uh, ticket sales, I hate when they think that. Anything beyond resume versus resume 
bothers me. And a lot of times Ohio State falls into that extracurricular category where we consider more than just their body of work on the field. No doubt. I don't like that. I know, yeah. but that is how it is. And and part of it is they always seem to be in the mix and always, you know, along with it's not like they're getting in with three or four losses. So sure. Let's not make exactly. it like that. It's not that. Right. And they yeah. always play a tough schedule, right? So mm-hmm. if they only have a loss or so, it's hard to overlook them when you add the other parts that they will be able to rate as far as TV ratings. Their people will travel, right, spend mm-hmm. money. So when you look at all those things, that's why Ohio State's always in the mix. I get it. Right, right. It's one of those, it's, you know, like the unwritten rule in baseball where the tie goes to the runner. I can understand why there are a lot of people that have the shifty eyes while they're looking at Ohio State with this grumpy look on their face saying, well, why does the tie go to you? Why do you get the benefit right. of the doubt if somebody else has basically the same body of work? That sucks. Like I can totally understand the animosity toward them. But to your point, it's not as if the committee's propping them up with five losses. Right. They have a legitimate in-the-mix body of work, but the ties go in their favor. Absolutely. That's a great way of putting it. I think that's a great way of putting it because it would be totally different if they had three losses and they were being considered. Then you would say, yeah. this is a joke, and... And then people would have a right to be like, okay, this is a this is a fraud, a sham, right? Yep. It's not yeah. that. They've never gotten in or gotten that kind of break. So so that's why I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah. All right, we do it every week. Week twelve, NFL. We're scouring the betting lines. It's time for the best bet. It's time for the best bet. So when do we stop? Which NFL team will win by the biggest margin while factoring in the point spread? Choose your team. It's your best bet. All right, Rob. So last week we made our picks without me being on the show. I was in South Bend, Indiana, watching the Irish take on Navy. In the elements, it was cold, it was rainy, but I loved being there. My dad was in the Navy. We hadn't been to a Na- uh, Notre Dame game in quite a while. Oh, nice. So we, we made it out there. But we made our picks off the air. I went with the Lions. <laughs> uh, minus three and a half against the Bears. They won by three. So I took a half point loss in terms of that. You went with Jacksonville to cover, and they covered at the very end with the fumble recovery in the end zone. So factoring the margin of victory with the point spread, that is a plus 4.5 for you. I was you watching that game, you know, week. watching, and I kept saying, oh, my God, they're, they're not going to cover. You know what I mean? Like, it was uh-huh. close the whole way, and then finally they got what they needed, and, of course, uh, Cleveland lost again. Yep, yep, that's so, the way it went down. So where are we on the for the season? Do you have the running total? Yep, for the season, I'm at plus 17.5. For the season, Rob, you are at minus 23. Wow. Got a little work to do, but we see these big margins of victory all the time. Last week, the best bet was the Chargers crushing the Bills. So that was plus 23.5. So you could be on the plus side with one good pick, Rob. Yeah, I need that. Yeah. All right, we ready to go? Yeah, who you like this week? I like the Raiders... Minus four and a half, Papa Bear. I know mm. he's not feeling that great about it, but I'm sorry. Denver is reeling. I think the Raiders got embarrassed in Mexico. They had that bad water, and they it's all out of their system now. <laughs> down from Mexico City. 
And um, I think they take it out on Denver. Dem- Denver's just a bad thing going right there. Yeah. You know, I always look for potential blowouts. You know, Rob, do you do the same thing? Yes, I, went I, the I need a blowout, right? I need yeah. a blowout. I'm looking for the, the best bet. I really am trying to find it. But I'm going to go with something I think is going to be a close game, and hopefully it goes my way. I think the Rams coming back home against the Saints defense that is banged up. Alex Okafor got hurt last week. Marshawn Lattimore, the stud, he was hurt last week. I think the Rams rebound at home against the red-hot Saints team. It's a dangerous pick, but I'm going to lay the two points and go with the Rams at home. But the Saints have won, what, eight in a row? Yep, eight in a row. Okay. I'm not scared. No, and you know what? In the NFL, trying to win nine in a row, you know, you're going to have a stinker mixed in or something. So that's not like totally – that's not a bad pick, to be honest. It really is. I appreciate that. I just don't hope I, that you get a lot of points and I get more so I right. can get closer to you. I get, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. That'd be fine. I'm always trying to win. Interesting I'm always end. trying to win. If we're, if we're keeping score, I'm trying to win. Oh, I hear you, man. Absolutely. I'm trying to do the same thing. I like Carolina on the road against the Jets. I don't see how the Jets are going to score against the number two defense in football. Well, Jets and, have had uh, a weird season. You remember they started out? Where yeah. they were awful, I think, the first two or three games, and everybody thought, oh, this is going to be like one of the worst seasons, like that 0-16 Lions team, and then all of a sudden they started winning. I know. They just started rattling off wins. And now it seems like they're like, hey, wait a minute. Hey, the we got a pick. What are we doing Yeah, and we got games? a pick uh, we need. What are you, crazy? <laughs> That's right. Uh, coming up next from the Geico Studios, one of the craziest highlights of the day. But right now, Steve DeSager, he's going to spin us around. Do we have anybody? Steve, we've been very serious these first two updates. My, It was my fault on the first one in the first hour. Mm-hmm. But do we have anybody, like, parachuting into a barricade tonight? <laughs> Anything like that? Actually, we do have BYU playing the late game. BYU 3-9 and nine this season at Hawaii, which is 3-8. and eight. So you could say their whole seasons have just been like this BYU parachuter early in the season. Here it is, how it sounded. Missed the mark. It never gets old, man. No, it doesn't. BYU at halftime leading 13-7 at Hawaii. And by the way, Oregon State, winless in the Pac-12, did wind up losing 69-10 at Oregon. Mm. 69? 69-10. In other words, it's like a Chip Kelly offense when they actually have a quarterback. Now let's see if UCLA gets a quarterback after Josh Rosen leaves Mm. because UCLA hired Chip Kelly as its new coach this morning. Nebraska, meanwhile, fired the former Oregon State coach, Mike Riley. On the scoreboard, Right now, with under five minutes to go, it is still third-ranked Clemson whipping rival South Carolina 34-3. 12 minutes left at number 18 LSU. Tigers up 42-21 over Texas A&M. Late third quarter at Stanford. It's tied 17-all, the Irish against the Cardinal. And number 13 Washington State still getting shut out 27-0 at 17th-ranked Washington in the third quarter. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Auburn beat Alabama 26-14. Ohio State a 31-20 win at Michigan. Memphis won 70-13 over East Carolina. And Fresno State beat Boise State, but those two will face off again next week for the Mountain West title. And that could be in Boise because they go by the rankings in that conference. Finally, in the NBA news 
Well, Orlando's lost eight in a row. They got pounded at Philadelphia. Atlanta lost again. They're four and 16. They're terrible, Atlanta. Wow. <laughs> lost badly at mm. home to Toronto tonight. Meanwhile, Houston is 15 and four after beating the Knicks. And Boston is 18 and three after winning 108-98 at Indiana, breaking a Pacers five-game winning streak. And a sad note, former NBC NBA announcer from the 90s, Steve Snapper Jones has died at the oh, age of really? 75. That, according to the Oregonian, he was a high school school basketball state champion in Oregon, leading scorer for the Oregon Ducks in hoops 1964, played in the ABA and finished his career with the Blazers. Of course, have worked for the Blazers and national TV for many years in the past. That was commentator. When, when I was covering the NBA, Steve Snapper Jones. That's sad. Mm, over a decade with NBC. Yeah. That is that did he ever do games with Bill Walton back yes, in the day? Yes, absolutely. That was the crew, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I like Snapper. Nice, nice he was man. Good. I got to know him, you know, eating the press dining room with with him a few times. Got to know him. Really nice man. I'm sorry to hear that. That's a that's Yeah. A, that's sad. Absolutely. Sad. Uh best out to his family and friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's yeah. funny because we kind of just think of these people in the a sports context and forget that they have, you know, Sons and daughters and cousins and right. all that stuff. It's crazy, but yeah, absolutely. Thoughts and prayers to his loved ones. It's Brian No and Rob Parker. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I think it was one of the crazier highlights of the day here, uh, Rob Parker, which was... The jump pass in the Iron Bowl. Absolutely love this from Carrion Johnson on the Auburn IMG Sports Network. Great call. Check it out. Third down and two in motion. Carrion will keep it. Then the jump pass in zone. And Craig Myers. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Touchdown, Auburn. The little jump pass. A la Tim Tebow. And the Tigers lead six to nothing. A la Tim Tebow. <laughs> that's a great call i love that call i think of that guy every time where he's like they're not gonna keep him off the field tonight that was the kick six against alabama that was a good call too i like that from carry on well, johnson and also the uh enthusiasm level when you're doing stuff like that you know some people try to be too cool when they're doing play-by-play i don't think you should be i think you should go crazy oh yeah when you're I listening so to that too. stuff it just it just makes you feel better if, yeah. it's, if it's your team doing the good stuff. How crazy is it that Gus Malzahn was on the hot seat? Isn't that insane? They had a lot of success over there at Auburn. And for him to be on the hot seat is just crazy to me. But as you look forward to the SEC championship game, Auburn and Georgia, you look at Auburn, their running backs are going down like flies, Rob. You have Carrion Johnson left with what looked to be a shoulder injury today. The backup, Cam Martin, he twisted an ankle you already were missing Cameron Petways. I don't know who's going to run the rock next week for Auburn. That's a huge game. That could be the college football playoff, you know, bid on the line. The winner should be in between Auburn and Georgia next week. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It'll be interesting yeah. to see. Um, that's going to be an interesting game. And I did oh, see, yeah. I wanted, I know you probably got your eye peeping on it, but the Notre Dame, oh, yeah. they had a great oh, yeah. uh, punt return. And I yep. don't know, number 10? Yeah. Yeah, it, nicely. See, he got he had, spun. It's like he's he got spun toward daylight. But he made three <laughs> people miss, though. I was impressed yeah. by that. And the other thing I loved was 
there was a guy on the fee on the field in front of him, and he jumped over him. You know, like yeah, the guy yep. was trying to tackle him or knock him down or trip him or whatever. I know he's not supposed to trip people, but I yeah. think he tried. And he just jumped over him. He did a nice run, and they got a field goal out of it. Yeah, it's that drive went nowhere. They set up. They were in the red zone basically when that punt return was over, and they did nothing. So. But they'll settle for the field goal. I'm really hoping, you know me, Rob. I'm always hoping Notre Dame wins. That's my squad. But I really hope they win because of the previous caller that was <laughs> saying said, that they were going to lose, right? Yeah. I think he said about at least three times in his call, maybe four times, that Notre Dame was definitely going to lose tonight. And I'm hoping they win that much more because he was so emphatic. No, I hear you. He was very emphatic about it. <laughs> and it does just kind of chafe you a little bit like, what? The game's not yeah. over. It's oh, not like yeah. they were getting blown out. Like if they were getting right. blown out 24 to nothing, then you could easily say that and right with, with absolute confidence. Because I was like, aren't they leading? But I think it was Todd yeah. at the time when he said that. They're outgaining Stanford by 100 yards right now. But I, it was an Ohio State caller. He was convinced the Irish were going to lose. He was giving us our reasons why Ohio State would be in the college football playoff, which is a good segue. Because coming up next from the Geico Studios, as I look, we just got Ohio State calls left and right. <laughs> Try to get Ohio State in the college football playoff. So we'll run through those. Quick thought about Chip Kelly and our one-liners, Rob, to close it down in style. Everything coming up next. It's Brian No and Rob Parker right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Rob Parker here on Fox Sports Radio. Great news. So a quick way you could save money, switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Got a couple of tweets here, Rob. I like this one from Adam. He checks in and says, since I know Rob is a sitcom fan, one question, married with children or the Fresh Prince? Where do you go? Wow. I go Fresh Prince. Yeah, you got to go Fresh Prince. No? Yeah. Married with Children is no slouch. No, it's no slouch. But, it ran a yeah. long time. Very funny. Yeah. Kind of off the wall. Funny, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely off the wall. Off the Bud. wall. I think I told you Bundy. in another life I was, a shoe, I was a shoe salesman. I think I told you that. That's what I was when I was uh, in high school and college before I started my sports writing career. That's you were Al Bundy before Al I Bundy? I was Al Bundy. I sold... <laughs> Children's <laughs> shoes at Stride Right at the Queens Center Mall in Queens, New York. What was the magazine he always looked at? Was it Biggins? Yeah, that something what? like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an interesting right. job. It really was. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Oh, I'm sure it was. I like this from Orlando VIPs. That's the uh, Twitter handle. He just writes, let's discuss UCF and college football playoffs. Well, we've discussed the college football playoffs quite a bit. But we have not discussed UCF being in the top four because they don't belong in the top four, Rob Parker. I'm all with you. Lockstep. Me and you lockstepped on that. They just they don't have a good body of work. They you gotta play somebody. Sorry. So the requirements. Gotta play somebody. Before we get to the calls here, we'll go through them real quickly. I just want to say this, Rob, with Chip Kelly going to UCLA, we talked about this earlier in the show. Chip Kelly goes to UCLA, and I've been hearing him being applauded for taking the UCLA job and steering clear of Nick Saban and Alabama. And the only point I'm trying to make is I think it's interesting how sometimes we will condemn an athlete or a coach 
for for taking the easy way out, a la Kevin Durant. And other times we'll applaud them for basically taking the easier path, like Chip Kelly. All I'm saying is nobody looks at Chip Kelly and says, why are you running away from Nick Saban? What, what, you don't like the competition? Were you scared of Nick Saban? They're saying, oh, right move. Go to UCLA. No, don't I, even go I get Saban. you, but I still think it's a little bit of a stretch with KD, only from the standpoint that the Warriors had won a championship without him. Yes. And they had won, set the record for wins in a regular season. And yep. they were and they were down 3-1 to one to Kevin Durant's team and came back and won that series, right? They were down 3-1. to one. Yeah. So it just seemed weird that he would join a team that he had down 3-1 to one and could have easily gone yeah. to the finals that year, right? If they add another piece or something. So it wasn't like he's on a bad team where he has no shot to win and he went to the Warriors. That was the part, I think, that really bothered people. Yeah, totally agree with you. I hated the move. I thought it was a weak move because it's such an embarrassment of riches the Warriors had before they right. got KD. I get that. But all I'm saying is, like, we were so against KD for doing that. And I just think it's funny how, although it is, it's not the same situation. It's not like UCLA is this coaching hotbed and it's like, oh gosh, Chip Kelly is a ready-made Right, it's a layup, exactly, right. right. No, not, it's not yeah. that at all, right. So that's not the comparison I'm making. I'm just saying it's funny how we will applaud Chip Kelly for basically avoiding competition when in other aspects that's the opposite approach that we'll take. You know what I'm saying? I, I do get that. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go to the calls. Dave is in Georgia. You go ahead, David. You're on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, – how 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 does Alabama get in anyway after losing the last game? That's the last remembrance you're gonna remember of them is them losing, and they don't have any way to uh, correct that. And their strength of schedule was so bad this year, so those two things alone should should they shouldn't get in. Yeah, but what if well, a couple other teams have right. have ugly losses at the end as well? Well, if, if they lost at the end, like last year with Ohio State. Now their last game was was against Wisconsin where they blew them out, so the, the committee had that to remember. But all you remember is stripper stretcher for Alabama, and then them losing solidly to Auburn. No, I got you. Yeah, we it, it, does, the it doesn't I, help. It doesn't. You're right. It doesn't help because that's what you look at the last thing. It it is your lasting memory. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I just I hate how losses earlier in the season are basically forgiven. And a loss at the end. It's like, what have oh, you done no for me lately? We we talked yeah. about it earlier. You know how it is. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, we got time for one quickie. Bob is in Kentucky. You go ahead, Bob. You're on Fox Sports Radio. No, we don't have Bob. All right, Bob's Good gone. What about Bob? <laughs> well, we have time for. I I would like to uh, nominate this for the best anti Raiders call from the Raiders Radio Network. Shout out to Papa Bear, diehard Raiders fan who hates the Patriots. I nominate this for the best one, Rob, a portion of it. What do you think? Brady up the right sideline. Cook's wide open. Touchdown. 10-5. They just dropped him. He ran right by Obi Melifonwu. I love it because he says it's a touchdown before he was actually in the end zone. Right, That's how oh, wide open Brandon Cooks oh, was. man. Ah, touchdown Patriots. And the next day, he's, ah, he's at the 10, the 5. He hadn't even scored yet. That's my favorite one. I go with that. All right, we close the show in style every week. 
We run through the biggest games, rapid fire style. It's something we call our one-liners. Let's do it. Let's do it. Top five games from your day in college football. And we just need one line. Ready? Ready? Go. All right, guys, give me one line for Auburn's win over Alabama 24-16. Brian, go ahead. War Eagle back from the dead. Giant Slayer. All right, Ohio State over Michigan today, 31-20. to Brian, go ahead. I'm a better quarterback than John O'Corn. <laughs> Contract extension for Jim Harbaugh. I like that one. Clemson beating <laughs> up on South Carolina. 34-3 to was the last score I saw. Rob, you want to take this one first? Beat down Central. The Gamecock screwed up my teaser, Gavin. Goodness. <laughs> yeah, you were telling me during every break, so I'm very aware. How about your Notre Dame fighting Irish? Still hanging on to beat. Uh, it's not over yet in the fourth quarter. It's tied now. Okay. Tied 2020 <laughs> to Stanford. My TV's on commercial, so I, I, I was a little behind on that one. What do you got, Brian? How are you holding um, up? Yeah. Uh, hopefully the Irish close the season out in style. Kissing your sister, S-I-S-T-A. And Raider Ryan knows all about that. <laughs> from Friday sister. night. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> our final game was our biggest game of the week. UCF over South Florida, 49-42. to 42. I got uh, IDC about UCF. I don't care about UCF. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. I go no pity party. When you play, no one. Sorry. Not going to happen. That's two lines. That's two lines. Well, that was just adding on. My, it, <laughs> I'll have to add punctuation, like audio style, <laughs> to say that's not the whole one-liner. So you looking forward to week 12 tomorrow, Rob? What do you I, got going on tomorrow? I absolutely I'm just going to watch some football, relax. This just uh, ended four days in a row on the radio, so I'm going to chill tomorrow. That's it. Okay. Relax. Kick back. Watch some Week 12 action. Hopefully your best bet hits, man. I wish you the best of luck. Yes, have a Everybody great have weekend a great as night. well. Yeah, we'll see you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season... 
We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.